Welcome, everybody. This is a very, very special episode. This is going to be recording, broadcasting, Leo TV history. Now, I don't know if it'll be on the positive side or on the negative side. This may be the best broadcast you ever heard, or this may be the biggest waste of time in your life. But you will have to stick around for the next couple hours to find out. And we have an exciting show coming up. We have a wonderful outline, a wonderful agenda that we will make up as we go along. We have spent uh, exactly 15 seconds planning it. So we put in a lot of time so we could bring you broadcasting excellence. In other words, go to the Threadcast and ask some fucking questions, or we're just going to be going in circles for hours. I mean, that's isn't that what, what we usually do, just go in circles? Yes, but they don't know we're going in circles. They think it's our strategy where we bring things back, and there's a grand plan to how we do these, these shows, and obviously there's not. But by the way, I, I do have something to bring up to start this show with. And, and John Go, have I made my like for Web three and my dislike for Web two? Have I kept that hidden, or has it oh, been this out is, there? This is the rant you promised us that you would, right? Yeah, is this I, the rant? We're starting I, I, the show off with a rant. We're starting okay. with a rant. I, I'm, 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 I'm a little befuddled that Eric. And, 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 and Nifty will appreciate this because he's a true threader <laughs> and, and kind of a psychopath like me. So he walks that fine line. But oh, yeah. I'm on threads today, right? And, and I'm doing my threading and the notifications. I love the notification. I'm going through notifications. And I get a couple of like notifications from different people. And I'm answering them. They're saying, yeah, we were talking in the Spanish community and we want to be on your team. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, well, there's a contest going on and there's teams and it's a thread contest. It's part of part of the the ongoing uh, 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 campaign. And we want to be on your team in this. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, Eric does this campaign. He signs me up for it. He sticks it in discord when he knows damn well I won't find it. I won't see it. I won't go there. And now I'm on threads talking to people about something I have absolutely no clue about, A, and worse, I'm involved in, and I don't even know it. Now, is this a conspiracy, Nifty, or what? I think this is a conspiracy. Uh, I don't know if that's anything out of the ordinary. You know, you're on threads talking about shit you have no idea about all day, every day. I don't know if that's well, that's true, but at least I know I'm a part of something when I'm talking <laughs> shit. I don't. I didn't even know I was a part of this thing. Before, <laughs> Dude, before before we get Eric's rebuttal, we have to do a little. We have to do a little technical uh, magic for you, Task. Okay, you're you're gonna have to go to your favorite Web two platform right now, which is Discord. Okay. What I do? Are wrong? you there? Are yeah. you in Leo Chat TV? Yes. Okay. Now you're just going to right click on Nifty's name, mute him. You're going to right click on Eric's, mute him. And then you're going to right click uh, on my name okay. and mute me. I did. All three of you are muted. Okay. So uh, Anakin Skywalker said that uh, you had echoes. So it should be okay now if you muted it. 
So we're no, I, they were muted before. I did that before the show. Oh, did you? Well, dude, never mind. Sorry, Eric. I didn't mean to your rebuttal, sir, for past <laughs> throwing you under yeah. the bus. Yeah. There, there, there's no need for a rebuttal. I just want to get that off my chest because it's like he. I, I guess I gotta go to Discord. I don't know what the hell else Eric will be signing me up for. Maybe he'll sign me up for the Marines or, you know, some type of gay pageant or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I'll show up somewhere and they'll say, uh, okay, get in your thong. And it's like, oh, well, I go commando. But, you know, anyway, that's that's another story for another day. Yeah, but, okay, so wow. uh, here's, I mean, this is not a rebuttal, but it's uh, like a right back at you. So, <laughs> so since, since I knew that you were going to give me this kind of shit, I actually <laughs> left you out of this initiative. Like your name is not like if you see the post, if you read the post uh, about this last uh, minute campaign or well, this last minute battle, uh, there are three teams and uh, the top 120 people on Zilli are part of one of the teams. The only persons who are not part of any team is Carl because he won't do anything on threads and he won't help any team. So uh, he's, he's left out. Right? <laughs> I am left out because I am not gonna have time because I'm gonna be reviewing all the shit that happens, and you are you are not on any team because I actually thought he's gonna give me shit, so I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna kick him out. No, okay. but no, but seriously, Love you are you are not part of any team because you would you would destroy everyone around you, and it would be unfair for everyone else. If you were on any team so if you hear anyone trying to recruit you to their team uh tell them to go with chef well i, I and that's good because I, I well we're on a new day and i've set up a, a campaign for myself for the 1000 thread campaign tomorrow so uh you know i don't know when you're starting your campaign but that was kind of overlapping and it's like at least i'll be throwing up a lot of threads for people to engage with yeah, that's I what mean, matters. Have Have you actually uh, read about what what the what this thirty six hours uh, battle is about? No clue. I didn't have a clue you were doing anything. I mean, I kind of had an idea that you you were planning something, but I had no idea you did anything until people were saying we want you on our team, and I'm like what the hell are you people or we want to be on your team even or maybe they've said on my team i don't know but i was like i don't even know what you people are talking about leave me alone let me thread mm. yeah leave me well, alone let me thread he says he's a t-shirt words that's like that's it. a t-shirt right there yeah that's yeah, a task lion eliana said that's his own uh, team task lion i like it well with all okay. that being said okay I so I, I got go kicked I, out of something I really that I wasn't, wasn't even in. I am going to put in pants because I need to turn on the light. So <laughs> This is my rebuttal because Eric doesn't have pants on and neither do I. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I got a bottle for the show, so I'm going to have a, a little bit of tequila uh, to get things going here. Dude, you know so what, Nifty? Just a, little, just a little taste, you know? So you know what? I feel like I just got kicked out of a bar before I even walked into it now. <laughs> He's got his pants well. on. Thank you. Uh, for people that might be new to what's going on, and you're probably listening to the recording going, what the hell is happening here? Uh, this is the uh, – we did this before a couple of weeks ago, but uh, 
this is new for us. This is, I guess, the first official quote unquote uh, meeting of the minds, the, the, the cryptoholics and the cryptomaniacs. We still do we have a name yet for this? Is this do we have this? Like, just, I, I, Nifty just said the shit show, so that it's, kind the, of it's the crypto shit show. Welcome to the crypto <laughs> shit show. I like it. I like it. Uh, so, welcome everyone. Thanks for you listening. can check in, but you may never leave. Yes. The crypto shit show. But by the way, I do have to do a public service announcement for Cal. Yes. Uh, he wants it out there. For those of you who remember, and this is the internet, so remembering seven hours ago, let alone seven months ago, is difficult. But Simply Analytics <clears throat> is back up and running. It's a nice tool yeah. that will show the analytics for leofinance.io uh, website. And it shows page views and time on sites and number of visitors. And of course, we don't have the information on the ad revenue yet, but this is all stuff that ties into <clears throat> ad revenue and stuff. So keep an eye on that. And we want to put up some big numbers in addition to the numbers Eric keeps putting out with threads and, and the different campaigns that he keeps putting together. I, let golf clap for for eric man uh you you've been crushing it dude. uh very very nice very well well done man the zeely thing has just been absolutely mind-blowingly fun so uh thank you and uh, yep. i'm sure you haven't got any sleep i i, I am never doing this again <laughs> <laughs> wildly <laughs> successful but never again yeah. uh, i was just like when when the first campaign started uh and for those who don't know who who doesn't know uh, the three outside of high people who are listening to us right now uh for for those who don't know uh what zealy is or what leo finance is leo finance is a platform with a microblogging and blogging section and zealy is a platform where you can gamify any interactions uh, within any website or crypto project. So we have a Zilli campaign for Leo Finance. And we had the first one on February 14 to February 28. We had around 80 people who joined and uh, I, I barely got to sleep. Well, no, it was like 200, but only 80 were active. And I was telling Carl that I wasn't, uh, I, I couldn't wait for this new campaign to start because I knew it was going to be amazing. And I was so excited to see Leo Finance get adopted and all this shit. And then the campaign started. And, mm -hmm. and the, the first hour, I just saw how, how 250 quests dropped in like two hours. And then you have to review all, all of them manually. And anytime I, I approve something, uh, I wait one hour and it's already 50 more to approve. So I, I, I actually asked around for help to the ambassadors. Uh, they didn't help. Um, like, <laughs> like maybe just, just three or four days they, they did. And I blame you and Nifty for this, but, uh, yes, it's, it's great. It just takes too much time and hopefully for the next one and for the, I know the CTP uh is planning something ahead uh i am we have to plan this better in terms in terms of man hours and uh hands behind the keyboard mm. definitely yeah i i yeah, will maybe say we, we uh, should outsource it 
I will say, Eric, I, I did pick up a little bit on your, your new campaign, and I I noticed you have a variety of different metrics as opposed to just number of threads. Uh, and I think that was a, a very insightful move and a way to round it out to say, you know, instead of just putting up one word replies, you, you basically say, okay, we're going to incentivize you to do more. Yeah. Um, it, it deters the, uh, the, the spam, so to speak, mm. you know, instead of just throwing up 15 threads with emojis in them in a row to get 15 points. Now you're going to have to actually try take that. Exactly. And uh, one of the, uh, I, I think I talked with Nifty about this. Uh, if you make threads under, under, uh, 15 characters, I think your thread doesn't even count for the score so good good thread boss like that's not good enough mm. well let, if, if maybe we could could tangent to a bigger question I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts uh the three of you on this the idea of spamming threads when people say well you know the last time there was just so much spam and, uh, you know, on the AMA, uh, they said, well, 30% of what's on threads doesn't need to be there. And now we get back into the age old quality uh, dis discussion, which we know where that comes from. And I guess there are some people who feel threads should be of a certain quality. Now, I understand for a campaign and a contest, okay, you, you have certain parameters in place. But to me, and maybe I'm, I'm the asshole here. Well, I am the asshole, but maybe I'm, I'm an asshole on this viewpoint too. Uh, I think numbers are more important. I think engagement is more important. I think people putting on there, you know, the internet is full of dopey stuff. I mean, we know that's what the internet majors in. And so when people say, well, people are just spamming threads, it's like, what do you expect? This isn't like brain surgery or going to be Pulitzer Prize winning, you know, 240 character posts. This is going to be people saying dumb shit about what they think about. Um, caps. Or caps or dog yeah. pics or feet pics or whatever, right. you know, is on there. And yes, I understand that, you know, people just taking their own posts and, and just posting uh, the links to them all throughout the day gets annoying. That's where, you know, better filtration and blocking uh, systems come in. But I, I just, to me, it's like these people who, who tend to complain about it. Ironically, then when the numbers go down and okay, the spam leaves, guess what? They're nowhere to be found either. So, you know, it's the typical bitch about it, but it's like, well, you people aren't doing a hundred threads a day either. Uh, I don't know. What, what's your guys thoughts on spam on threads and quality threads and we have to have a, a, th a, a quality a thread quality police to monitor everything you're gonna go ahead I'll go first. Yeah, yeah i'll go first uh just because i've had some strong opinions on this um maybe spam is the wrong word maybe it's maybe it's overload i, I think you know numbers are great yes and you want to you want to pump the number of threads but to have a single emoji uh, thread uh, 20 times in a row on the feed, to me, is just very, it, it's not appealing at all. 
you know, at least share a photo, at least, you know, something other than a single word or like, you know, it just don't fill up the feed. Let other people have a chance to get in there and, and say something, you know, uh, you're not talking to yourself. You're talking to the other, I don't know, 2000 users or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I, maybe spam is the wrong word. Um, but I think it'll get better when there's, you know, say 10,000 users and that won't matter so much, but mm -hmm. with the, with the small amount of users we do have, you land on the Leo finance page and then you see one user saying like 15, 20 different things in a row. It's kind of just like, okay, this isn't your page, bro. You know? Yeah. But if, if there was a way to block them, then that would sure. also handle yeah. it because Hey, ABC one, two, three account is a thing bad. So I'll just block <clears throat> that thing bad. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's the easy solution. Uh, we, we just need better filtering. Like we need to be able to mute users from our feed and you know, all problems go away. Yeah. It's nothing against that person. doesn't mean they're a shitty person. It's just, I don't want to read your shit. Yeah. Mute. You know, what's your take Jungo? Yeah. Right. Right. Same as nifty. I think, you know, the mute button is like this perfect solution. You know, it's always like, Hey, I got a great idea. Hey, dev go do it. It's like, you know, obviously it's not as easy as just go do it. So, yeah, mute button I think will solve a lot of it. But I think, Nifty, what you said was bang on. When you have 10,000 people on a platform using it every day, it almost self-polices itself. You know, yeah. when it's when it's a smaller ecosystem, it's kind of tough because you, you kind of want it. To, you don't want it to go this way. So you're trying to, like, corral people. But generally, I mean, you think about Hive as a whole, not even Leo, just Hive as a whole. Generally... It kind of takes care of itself. Yes, there's beefs and there's downvote wars and all sorts of, but that's, it's still a minute thing. It's not this. Now, if Hive had 20,000, 50,000 active users, it kind of just grows into its own thing. So I think the same with Leo. I think Threads is fantastic. It grows. I think that'll almost self police itself. But, yeah, you know, that's wishful thinking. Mute button, please. Yeah. <laughs> Hey devs, go do it. Well, I am I'm actually happy that you spoke first because you gave me some inspiration. So uh, the the way I see it, task, and you were mentioning that why we should why why should there be some sort of uh, threats police or or have some guidelines and blah blah blah. So I don't think there should be a police. I don't think we need a police. We don't we don't actually need the download button on Leo. Um, Anyone who posts non-finance content on Leo uh, just doesn't get votes, votes, mm. and and uh, they they don't get supported. They, they get it, they get ignored, and life goes on. And I've seen some people posting crap, and some people from the community actually go there and, and tell them, "Yo, this has nothing to do with finance. I, you can either uh, twist the focus of the post, and you can make it finance related, or you can just go somewhere else." And yeah. they actually leave or or change their ways. If um, I could say, you're talking long form, right? Right now, yes. long yes. form. Okay, just to be long, clear. Yeah, long form. And on threads, um, I actually have nothing against against emojis or three word threads or just replies like GM, like Nifty likes to GM. Yeah, I, I have I have nothing against that. What I do think is that. Uh, People can say whatever they want or they can do whatever they want on threads. But if there's an incentive 
related to threading, they shouldn't also be uh, they they should also be eligible to participate on that. So, for example, uh, curation is going to rely a lot on engagement on threads. But I don't think that someone who engages like Eliana, for example, should get uh, the same chances of getting curated as someone who engages with an emoji or with three words per thread. And if right. both people make the same amount of threads, they like they can both do it however they want. But Eliana should get more 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 visibility in, in, in terms of curation. Or if there's a monetary price at the end of the month, because there will be. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, is the word strong arm? I'm, I'm trying to strong arm Carl into putting, into setting a fund for the leaderboard every month. But that being said, I don't think uh, emoji repliers should get a shot at, at, at that. So the police is not for the threats. The police, and I don't even like calling the police, but the police should be for the for the scoreboards, the leaderboards, the monetization on top of the votes. You know, mm. I, I don't know if I'm being clear. No, yeah. I, I I think I think you're clear, and and I would agree with you. If you're running contests, if you're doing something for uh, a return. And there's parameters, just like you you did with this uh, a new uh, Zealy campaign. You put in different parameters uh, to stimulate more activity instead of just the emoji or the the one one word four character uh, threat. <clears throat> but uh, you know when and, and you're right. I, I I've never thought about that. But even on the long form post, do we do we need a downvote button? Um, you know, we don't utilize it a lot, which I guess is, is probably a good thing, but I could see if there are certain abusers that it, it could come in handy, but the downvote button on threads, I mean, I don't know if we need it there. I, my view is on a lot of this stuff, if somebody posts a thread and you don't like it, skip it, move on. There's thousands and thousands of others. And if you don't like it, don't upvote it. I mean, it's like... You know, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, and now I spend most of my time in the in the notification. So it's like a lot of that stuff. I mean, now that's becoming my feed as opposed to the main section, because that's where I mean, Nifty and I were going back and forth earlier today. And, you know, we probably sent 20 messages to each other just, you know, mm. saying stuff back and forth. None of it. None of it made any sense in a, about it, anything. But. We sent like 20 messages. Numbers go up. Yeah, number go up. that number was the number go up. We put a lot of words together too, uh, Eric, so you'll be happy. There were a lot of They were wordy. They were wordy. <laughs> you know what? I have no idea if you have an agenda or a schedule for, for this uh, show, but I don't. I'm nifty. I'm sure as hell he doesn't. So you just gave me an idea for, for a small topic. So it's it's two two parts, and I would like to hear what you have to say. So the first one is, uh threads apparently you use threads uh in the notification section i use threads in the feed section but the the the, the one of my following list i i rarely uh, scroll through the all feed uh so this is one of the topics and the other one that i want to uh approach is 
The way that we are measuring threats right now with the scoreboard is a solution to something that happened two weeks ago with the first boss battle. So threats and Leo Finance is decentralized in a way that anyone can do whatever they want, but it's semi-centralized in the way that there's a team that can react to what happens uh, very quickly. So if something happens on Hive, it takes six months for, for the community to actually reach a solution. If something happens in Leo Finance, in two weeks, we can we can come up with a solution for something. If it doesn't work, we search for another solution. And if it doesn't work, we search for another one. But there's there's this con constant kind of uh, quick change or quick quick uh, solving. But it also trumps with the okay, maybe people don't like the way the team is doing things. Uh, but the thing is, they can give feedback, and we actually listen to feedback. But what's your take in those two? How threats are so so? Um, uh, I, I, I don't know the word. So um, versatile, and also how centralization can help Leo Finance, or how can it better it? I mean, I always love going back to. I mentioned this on Tuesday for our show. You know, they call me Dan. Said this months ago. And it really hit me to this day. It's something I always believe in. Everything starts centralized. Everything good. Even Bitcoin. At the start of it, there was one guy or whatever Nakamoto is. But, you know, that had Bitcoin. So it was centralized. It's what you do after. So the fact that Leo has centralized parts will help it grow, I think, quicker. But you can see what Cal's planning and what you're planning, Eric, with the distribution of it. That's what... That's what matters. So right now, I think it allows you to be agile. So you can, like, instead of waiting six months to do a fix, you can get bang something out in two weeks. You can't do that necessarily with ease in a decentralized way. It takes time for decentralization. But a centralized place, you can, at the start, you can see what needs to get fixed, and it gets fixed, and you're good to go. So that would be my thought. I, I don't mind it. Because I, I see the big picture. Well, I, I'm thinking I'm seeing the big picture of what they're trying to do with the Leo token. They don't want two or three people having all the Leo. They want two or 3,000 people having all the Leo. So, yeah. Spread the Leo of both Spread. threads. PSA. Don't look through these. Look at the big picture. <laughs> yeah? Pretty much? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Perfect. I, I, I really like that. Everything starts centralized. It's what you do after. Wow. Sorry, my browser crashed, so I got kicked out. I'm getting kicked out of everything. Well, you used the Microsoft, <laughs> I think, so, you know. Am I echoing again or no? No, no you're good. Uh, to, to answer you, Eric, in terms of flexibility, I love the flexibility of threads. <clears throat> I think... I don't even think we've scratched the surface in terms of the creativity we can apply to this platform. And, you know, we, we came up with Threadcast. We came up with Threadstorms. We've come up with containers. Um, you know, the, the development team is adding more stuff to it. Uh, so I, I think we really have many different directions we can go in in terms of the flexibility with Threads. And it's all inclusive. It's general use. You can talk about anything. You can post photos about anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be 
typical Leo finance stuff, which is is great. Um, in terms of the centralization, this is not a blockchain. It, it is a layer two application. Um, the token distribution is getting stronger. The token distribution entitles people to certain things. I think the expansion of governance looks to be in play. So there's things being done to hopefully, uh, you know, incentivize people to hold more Leo power and get more governance and, and get the, the large stakeholders giving them some say. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with a platform where some decisions have to be made. And it's not, you know, necessarily a community making all those decisions. It's one or two or three people who are dedicated. Um, you know, let's be honest. The idea that somebody who shows up and, and, and does 10, 10 threads with just an emoji in each one should have a say in, in what's taking place and, oh, well, we don't need to do that. I mean, that's kind of absurd. So you have to have some skin in the game. You have to have some 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 stake. And you also have some dedication, even if it I mean, I don't even know, uh, Eric, what you have in terms of Leo power. I never looked at your account, but I don't question the dedication and the time and the effort you're putting into Leo. So I don't have to look at your Leo power to know that you're dedicated. And when you look and if you're asked something and you're part of a team of two or three or four making a decision, you're going to try to operate in Leo Finance's best interest. I mean, you know, you, you've proven that with your time and, and what you're doing and, and your position. And that has nothing to do with your stake. So, you know, you need people like that because that's the one. Those are the ones who care. big uh, facts yeah and this 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 is okay this is giving me some uh um ideas but i won't steal the whole conversation but i just came up with something so uh starkers and they call me down we're, we're talking about reputation systems uh a couple of saturdays ago or maybe it was this saturday but uh i wasn't aware that reputation on uh, it's it's probably the most important uh cog on any blockchain uh that that relies on on public governance and yes hive has a reputation system that that uh is way better than most blockchains out there and i was just reading some some tweets about uh, Jeff Jago about Solana and how a lot of scams in Solana wouldn't happen on Hive because anyone who was involved on the Solana scams were able to uh, shady their way out of, of that scam and made some others and nobody knew they, they were involved in the previous scam. But on Hive that wouldn't happen, especially because if you want to be someone and you want to scam someone, you need a reputation to actually pull that off. But that being said, the reputation on Hive is flawed. So, Taskmaster, you mentioned that you need, like, it doesn't matter how much Leo power I have, it matters how much I put into the ecosystem. So how do you translate that into a good reputation system on Leo that takes Leo power, of course, but that also takes a lot of things that matter uh, so that whales who, do who don't put anything into the platform 
don't have such a strong say against people like, for example, Jay Fang, who has 10,000 Leo power, but puts so much time into making threads go viral. I think that these two people should have a similar say, not not the way that is designed right now. So I, I have I have the ideal solution for that, I believe. And it's it's based upon Cal's NFT idea. And what if you had threads and, and, you know, you can also incorporate long form content into this, but I'll just focus on threads. What if you had certain levels of lifetime thread counts and you get an NFT and that NFT has some type of quantitative value towards uh, governance or, or towards whatever you're talking about. Then also, so you don't have people who have huge lifetime thread uh, totals, but they were act active five years ago and haven't been around five years. You also have NFTs that are distributed for, let's say, the last quarter, the last six months, last year, whatever the case may be. And maybe those you give more weight to than the lifetime threads. So you take a Jay Fang who may not have a tremendous amount of Leo power, but he's done since day one of, of threads, he's done a ton of threads, but also in the last 30 uh, 90 days or six months or one year, whatever your time frame is, he's done a ton there. So he's top level in the last six months of threads. He's in the top level of lifetimes of threads. He doesn't have a ton of Leo power, but he's there. And through those, you you somehow de devise some type of system that says, okay, this guy has the equivalent of, let's say, in activity, another 50,000 or 100,000 in Leo power for governance. It, it's quasi-Leo power or whatever. And you do that through the NFTs. And that you could do simply uh, into people's wallets off of Delux or VSC when that comes out or, or whatever is being built. And that way, if you got it in a wallet, then, you know, your governance system just reads that the same way as it reads Leo power. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, when when you start quantifying all of those actions, so you can have an NFT for threats, you can have an NFT for posts, you mm -hmm. can have an NFT for comments on posts, but you could also have an NFT for votes. So if you spread your votes enough, you get an NFT faster than someone who always votes for the same 10 people. So then you you put governance um, incentives into mm -hmm. engaging on the platform. And yes, of course, if someone has 300,000 Leo power, like nobody will be able to reach that, that, that amount of influence in the platform just by engaging. But maybe three or four people can trump that together. So, so, there, so it's not a rich man's game. Yep. And, and if I could go one step further, why don't you take that same quantified system and add it to take it to the ad revenue? So ad revenue is not only based upon Leo power holding. Yes, a portion of it is. It may be 75 percent of it is based on Leo power holding, but 25 percent goes to the activity people and you spread it out then. So then like to use Jay Fang as an example again. Now, not only is he having more say in governance based upon his activity, like you said, the, these four, five, six different metrics, he also actually is being rewarded above and beyond uh, upvotes and curation. He's also being rewarded out of the ad revenue because let's be honest, if he's 
adding all those threads, if he's commenting, if he's uploading, he's adding to the system and he's helping to generate the ad revenue, as opposed to, let's say, somebody like me who has a bunch of Leo power and I just decide to disappear and I don't do anything on the system for like three years and I'm still getting all this Leo power. So now you have the engage to mint NFTs, but you have the engage to earn Leo tokens. So if engage you engage to govern, ah, uh, yes, I Ooh. love it. Engage Ooh. to govern. Ooh. You stay active. It. You 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 comment on long form. You you make threads all day. You know you power up Leo. You're engaging to govern the platform. Mm-hmm. And you're helping yeah. to create revenue for the platform through our ad revenue campaign. Well, you know, this is something I, I did for years and years and years on my platform. And, and you see Zeely really tapped into this. You can gamify everything. <clears throat> like, just like you said, like you, you can gamify literally the amount of votes you're giving out, not to the same 10 people that you always do. You can gamify. You could literally put a, a, an incentive on that. You log in. Two days a week, you incentivize them log in three or four days a week. It's things like like you can have so much fun with this, and and it'll engage. You just you saw Eric, you saw everyone that took part in the Zeely thing. You literally just all you have to do is say here, look, and people will go there. They will do it. They will be active because people are drawn to that stuff. And you, the, Leo is setting up for for some big wins with that, and and just kind of going back to what you guys were saying i wanted to mention this and i wrote it down i want to do a post on this later this week culture leo is building a culture exactly and you can't buy that you know what i mean like you have no. to that has to be created by people and that's what's being formed here so absolutely man like the the governance the you know proof of governance or engaged governance it's awesome love it love it yeah Pro yeah yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like proof of brain, but on another level. Exactly, and and, and you heard so, it first on the crypto shit show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I had to. Dude, so uh, one of the things that I noticed with Zilli, and, and that this is where Hive kicks every other blockchain's ass. Uh, a lot of campaigns on Zilli were all about, and and this is how a lot of for for those who are listening, this is how a lot of new blockchains decide who they are airdropping their new tokens for people who, okay, so you have these tiers where if they, if you send one transaction every day for 30 days, you become tier one. But if you, mm. if you transact more than $50, you become tier two, blah, blah, blah. And, and the, the more that you, but this, this engagement with the blockchain is just, it's, it's abstract engagement in the sense that, all that you can do is interact with smart contracts, uh, stake in pools, use a protocol. But in here, in Hive, in Leo Finance, we can, on CTP, we can actually gamify this to the next level because there's the social side or, or, the, or the, the, the social part of the, all of these interactions. Right. And then when you compare our Zilli campaign with other Zilli campaigns, dude, I think I have never seen one tweet about Hive go viral. And in the past month, I have seen more than 15 tweets get more than 20K views just because of the Zilli campaign. People are saying, dude, can you help me retweet this, uh, share this, uh, send this to your mom, 
and then they they are actually trying to make like if 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 there's no incentive they don't try to go viral but if there's an incentive they do anything they need to do to go viral so imagine if like imagine what would happen if we have 1000 people doing this for a month well another another thing that i think is so important is and this goes back to what John was saying about uh, to, uh, about uh, gamifying. The difference is is we can incentivize the gamification with real value, and it right. doesn't have to be direct payouts. I mean, like like we do in Elpud, we do it with Leo power delegations and, and high power delegations, and that incentivizes people, and that has a value to them over the next three and a half weeks or four weeks that they have it. So there's a lot of different ways. And, and like Nifty was saying, uh, you know, what, what do you say? Thread, thread to governance or, or whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, you start being active to be a part of this community. And that gives you a say in what's going on. It gives you a monetary reward or it gives you a piece of the monetization of the platform. And for you being active, you get that. And here's another thing that it also does, Eric, that is, I think, a problem. We know there's a lot of people who are on Hive or from sections of the world where the ability to keep powering up everything that comes in is just not possible. They need this. This is a resource for them to live. And it's all well and good to sit here in a first world nation uh, like the United States or Canada and say, oh, well, these people, they're just selling their stuff and, and dumping the, the token as soon as they get it. And it's like, get your head out of your ass. They need it to live on. Well, now you are including people in the system, in the community, above and beyond who don't have the ability to buy Leo and stake it. They don't necessarily have the ability to earn Leo and stake it. Maybe they need that Leo, especially as the price goes up, because that's the difference between them eating for the next three days and not. But now they're involved. And now you're appealing to people where we say, listen, the difference between us and Ethereum is you have to buy to get involved. The difference between us and these other blockchains is you have to bring money here. You just show up and get active and you can build. Yeah. I just want to point out real quick. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'm not over here on my phone fucking off. I'm reading the Threadcast because it won't load on my computer. And uh, Forex Broker said something uh, that really hit me as you were talking about, uh, you know, the NFTs and and you know, giving access to, to those that maybe can't afford to power up and that kind of thing. He said, your, your Hive account itself is an NFT, for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and what what really got me the when money he shot. said that got is... Got me too. Got me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What that. really got me when he said that is, okay, your Hive account is the NFT. Leo Finance NFTs are the equipable weapons, armor, mm. you know. Mm -hmm you know, spell book, whatever you want to call it for your, for your NFT of your hive account, your main character, your, your mm. avatar, so to speak, yeah, you know, you equip your, you equip your NFT that you earned from uh, doing 10,000 threads, you know, as your, as your main weapon. And then you can, you know, post a thread that shows up in green or, 
you know, whatever, you know, shit like that is the kind of shit that's going to take it to another level. And that really hit me. So I'm glad he said that. The sad thing is, is that probably made sense to 98% of you listening. I don't understand what the hell Nifty was even talking about. <laughs> I've been playing too much Diablo. <laughs> He's sitting there talking game and I'm like, oh shit. I'm still trying to get done with my, my last quest in Splinterland. So now six month quests. He just, he just loaded up Frogger 2.0, you know, Yars Revenge. Space, space Invaders, man. Space I, invaders I grew up with the Space Invaders, the Atari 2600. So you know, I'm Gallagher. not too far advanced from Pong. So, you know, give me a break. You got to understand where I fit into the gaming world. I remember arcades before in-home gaming systems. I know you guys don't, but I do. I'm not that young, yeah. man. Like I'm like, you're you're like almost you're what nine years younger than me. <laughs> Still, I might be the I, youngster here, but I love arcade games. Dude, like the, man, the the worst part is that I do remember them, but not because I'm old, but because Mexico is like twenty years behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, er, er, Eric just got his first flip phone. He's so happy. Yeah, yeah he got the razor. The razor just came out in Mexico. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, <laughs> I, I think there are still arcades around, like li literal arcades with games from two thousand and one or things like that. But yeah, nice. Can, can you imagine if you had like an arcade game of a, a true arcade game, Nifty, of like Pac Man, like one of the originals? That's oh, got to be worth a boatload of money. Yeah, I would. Oh man, I would love that. Man Cave would be going crazy. <laughs> One day, one day, I would have more than just a fucking uh, pool pool table sheet and some fucking uh, <laughs> random random sheet. random cryptoholics merch and shit. Like Dude, I would have I, this I shit love just it. fucking You're laying around. Shameless self promotion. You're not above it. It's perfect, man. That's what you got. This is the crypto shit show. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, I do think Look. the general point that that Nifty brought up, that forex broker pointed out, I, I guess that is a great way to 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 think about it. Is all of this is feeding into the main value, and maybe that goes back to Eric what what you're talking about with reputation. You know, value is always different from price, and mm. this feeds into the value of your hive account which is your reputation and it's more than just a high power what's in your wallet it's okay nifty may not have a lot of high power nifty may not have a lot of leo power nifty may not have a lot of this but nifty is a valued member of uh leo finance and nifty is a valued member of threads and nifty's activities elevates him to a level above and beyond people who just came here with a boatload of money bought some tokens and don't do anything so what you're saying is Nifty has nothing, but we'll be happy. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, nif, nif, Nifty. Wait, and, wait until we have subscriptions on Leo Finance. Oh, I'm oh. gonna be, I'm gonna be sitting well. I'm just loading, I'm loading up the the vault of, of premium content uh, that I want to spread to my to my fans. Dude. The elephant in the room, man. Um, <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about it. I know there's a lot to talk about, but 
The yeah. price of Leo, man. Like everything's just going, you know, to hell. Oh, uh, there goes Sean. Go. He can't go very far without talking about the market's price. I know the market, right? Like green and red, baby. He, he was looking colors. at his Bollinger bands on Leo before the show. Yes, yes. RSI lines or something, whatever they call he, it. Right? He must not be wearing pants either. He's over there in his other tab looking at Trading View. I know. I, told uh, you, I got like 15 monitors, man. Like yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, but, he's got Leo I, on one, B Leo on the other, P Leo on one, and W Leo. Oh yeah, he, because he, all those require MetaMask. He's, you know, arbit- he's arbitraging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's, even he, built a bot to arbitrage it himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just you know, just so we know, uh, remember. John, this is, did you have something important to say before? No, we I can't even remember what you. I was going to say. No, I was going to say everyone needs to start selling Leo because my goodness, I'm trying to buy every day, and the price just keeps going up and up and up, and it's annoying. So just, I know everyone else loves it. People love it. Seven cent Leo. Let's go. <clears throat> I want to buy up. cheaper, please. I am going to be completely honest. I don't like that the Leo token is uh, going up so fast. Uh, maybe people will, will disagree with me, but uh, these kind of pumps need to stabilize uh, at every level. And, and <clears throat> my, my preoccupation is that if it goes to 10 cents, for example, yeah. it's in, in three days, let's just say, it's gonna be the same people twice as rich they were uh, two two weeks ago or, or a week ago. And the problem is there wasn't any exchange of hands uh, of, of LIA tokens. And 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 one of the and Taskmaster won't won't let me lie on this. The the reason you, you need this uh, like this this price growth to be in 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 sections and not just big pumps is that the moment that the price starts going up, some people sell, some people buy, and there's more spread. But if there's a big pump, that's that's just a dump waiting to happen. Mm. And I I agree. I, I, I would I agree. agree in, in general terms, uh, Eric, but I think with Leo, there, there's two things that stand out to me about Leo where I might take exception with what you said. First off is we know there's a lot of large holders who aren't going to be dumping. I mean, I'm not going to dump my 450000 if the price of Leo gets to $0.10 cents or $0.20 cents or $0.30. Cents. One alpha is not going to be dumping. Cal's not going to be dumping. Um, so you're, I don't think you're, you're – and, and, you know, even Jongo is not going to be dumping. I, I, I think your people who are tried and true aren't going to be dumping into the market uh even if it goes up pretty significantly that's number one number two i think what people are seeing and why there's this reaction that's the the question why is there this reaction and i think it's because people are starting to realize and this is probably the first time we really see it on hive there is value being built here there is a plan there is an uh, a, a roadmap towards building value and I think the price has just been dumped and dumped and dumped because we've been saying it, but people haven't believed it. And now all of a sudden, Leo threads, the beta comes out. Yes, full of bugs. Cal's comes out and says, in May, we're going to be debugging. Okay, fine. After that, we'll be adding features. Features are being added. The notification page, the articles page got major updates this week. Mm. The ad revenue, people are starting to see that. 
there's something to this. This is getting closer. This is being discussed. So I, I understand what you're saying. And if we go from like five cents to 35 cents, okay, maybe that's just too much for the system to take. But, um, you know, I don't see much ad going in the way of, of sales volume. The sell wall doesn't be, seem to be changing. And the other thing is we don't have a huge volume. I mean, you're talking traded what, like, uh, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars a day. It's not like we suddenly spiked up to twenty five thousand uh, dollars in volume. So, you know, this is more like a penny stock where why is it moving? And I don't think this is a pump. I, I don't look at it as a pump because I don't think there's a couple manipulators just trying to drive the price up. I think it's finally a lot of people and a lot of smaller hands saying, I'd like to get some more Leo. I mean, John has been adding left and right and he's been open about it. And he's not buying that to flip at 15 cents or 20 no. cents or 30 and I'm, cents. And I'm not buying tons either. Right. I mean, no. like it's, you know, you know, I, I, what I noticed today and this, I'm sure this has to relate with the price of it all and everything is that the, the Leo bounties for delegating to Leo voter, it was a whole lot more <laughs> a couple of weeks ago compared to when now. there was a fund for it. Right. Well, no, yeah. it's because yeah. it's priced on, it's, it's based on the USD price. So yep. you're getting 16% in USD but of yeah. course, if the price doubles of Hive, you get half. You get less, I yeah. mean, the price yeah. of Leo doubles in USD, you get half the Leo. So, so that's where I'm like with Eric. It's like, okay, guys, like just just chill out for Calm a minute. Calm down. Well, yeah, you're, you're down. Just, he, he, he's, he's coming from an altruistic overall health of the ecosystem. You're just looking at your damn wallet. That's a difference. But you're I, saying you're with yeah, Eric. But, he's, but, he's looking but, out for the health of the system. You're just saying, I want more Leo. Right. But this, this comes back to what we're talking about with culture. <laughs> Culture's being built here, so Taskmaster is not dumping Leo at 15 cents. No. One Alpha is no. not dumping Leo at 15 cents. No. It, no, yeah. Eric's not dumping Leo I at am. 15 cents. Well, Eric, well, Nifty, I know. <laughs> that, me and Nifty are totally. I might. Yeah. yeah. Might I, I might some not profit taking. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to keep some some hive, or excuse me, some Leo liquid just in case there is a major pump. And, and I will sell some liquid Leo into it just to take some profits if, if it does run, um, you know, just to get some, some cash set aside. But no, my main holding isn't going anywhere for, you know, long time i, okay. I had something I, I i wanted to say uh in regard to and i mean to cut you off eric no, 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 uh, okay. but if i don't say it now i've had another shot and it's gonna leave <laughs> if i don't say it now so task you said uh you know there's real value being built for the leo token and also none of this is financial advice it happens in minecraft but um yes. there's real value being built for the leo token for Leo Finance, there, there's real revenue coming in. And mm. if you look at a lot of like crypto projects and a lot of like layer two tokens, where the fuck is the revenue? Where is whatever it might be supporting their, their token price? It's just well, not there. To go you one know. step further, where's the business applications, the business sense, the yep. business models? That's one thing that, yep. when, you know, I talked to Eric about when he came in. I said, listen, you know, you're bringing some of this stuff to the table. He's actually putting together charts and tracking growth of users. I mean, this is business 101. And you, where do you see it in uh, in crypto? You don't. Hmm. So I, I agree. I, it's 
building a business here and we all yeah. own a piece of it. That's that's more what I was getting at. There, there's a real uh, plan. There's a real revenue generator. And uh, as far as dumping Leo, I may not be the biggest holder here, but I'm getting there. I'm, I've been moving up pretty pretty rapidly yeah. uh, compared to what I uh, what I wanted to do by the end of the year. I've already su- surpassed it, uh, and that's for a lot of reasons. But those people that want to dump, guess what? They can't. They're powered up. <laughs> they're powered they're up. Staked. You See, know, they're they're it, staked. They're, if what I, is it? If, uh, Thirty days. Thirty days. Something like well, that. I think, yeah. I think yeah. it's one fourth. So, so if you're wanting to dump right now and you've been, you know, earning your your Leo and you've been powering up and you've been participating and, and increasing your influence, you can't dump. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Unless you've yeah. got some, uh, you know, liquid funds sitting in another wallet or something like that. But short of uh, arbing, I'm not dumping. I do arb, though. Between See? the different uh, different Leo tokens on different chains, man, there's a lot of opportunity there. Each one has oh, its that, own market. That requires MetaMask, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> MetaMask is 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 the way of the past. I used XDeFi. It's much better. Oh if I can, if I can <laughs> jump in here and, and say something about what Nifty just said, I honestly, I I don't know what Eric sold. I have no idea how many Leo Nifty has. People I engage, I don't know what tokenized society has. I, I don't know what Forex Broker has. I don't know what people have I talk to every day in Leo Power. I didn't know what Jungo had till he started for a month going on how he wanted to be a sperm lion and he wanted to get enough <laughs> so he became the sperm lion <laughs> level. I don't even know the names of the levels of this. How little I care. I don't Leader even of the pack, sir. Okay. That is so, so uh, monarchic from you. So you are the second biggest stakeholder and you say, I don't care about the levels. Yeah, of course, because you're at the top. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you peons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're beneath like... me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've never given a crap about the levels oh, on, uh, on Hive either. It, it's just, to me, it's... You know, I don't care what anybody else is holding. I don't upvote them on on Leo Finance based on what they're up, what they're holding. I don't even know what they're holding. Uh, and John's laughed at me for two years because I have no idea who even votes for me. I don't even look at who, who votes amazing. for me. It's amazing. I really have no idea. no idea. So I just, you know, it's just, I don't... it doesn't really matter to me. But like when you're talking about reputation, you know, I don't care what's in Nifty's wallet. I understand the interaction I've had with him. I see him on chain. I see his commitment. I see your commitment, Eric. I don't have to look in your wallets. And, you know, yeah. if somebody uses the, the category levels to get to as, as inspiration because they want to get to another level, that's great. If there are certain advantages and things being set up for being at different levels, which is a great idea and quantifying activity like we were just talking, that's wonderful. Um, but you know, to, to sit there and say, you know, to me, it, it's like, okay, oh, well, we, we cannot, you, you, you can't upvote that person. He's not a, he's not a, uh, a leader of the pack. Well, what do I care what they are? It's a, it's a good thread. It's a good post. I don't care what they are. Um, you know, and, and that's just the approach I've always taken. And that comes to the reputation. I don't judge people on what's in their wallet because I, I don't even look. 
I don't even care. I, I just judge them based upon the interaction and the engagement we have. Mm. And 100%. they could be selling all their Leo. They could be selling all their Hive. I have no idea. I don't go sifting through their wallets. I don't either. I, I look at it as, you know, I know you. When I see a post from right. John, when I see a, a post from Eric, when I see a post from Task, I know you. I know what, you, you know, how you write. You know, I have a general, I, I know that I can trust that it is you and there's no bullshit. I don't care. Like, you have a reputation that you've built and that has more value to me than any, any amount of tokens. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. I mean, task, I, I really admire how, uh, how you look at, at hive. And that was a very beautiful thing to say, uh, to, to avoid saying that you cannot, that you don't know how to check wallets. <laughs> Damn. No, I know how to check them. I just don't spend time looking at them. I mean, it's man, like, just giving you shit, man. You know, as long as it's not on Discord, he can do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you could post your social security number on Discord. I wouldn't even be able to find it. I wouldn't even know it's there. It's like I I think I even threaded you, uh, uh, Eric. I asked if uh news news to threads was back i didn't even know it because that's that was the only thing pulling me to, to discord was using the news to threads you know at yeah. least to, as a group yeah don't why, know. why don't you um for those who don't know why don't you talk about news to threads what that is what levels required I, I i don't think it's there i think you, you're having to rebuild it but what is there what is the project there for and what are your plans with it so it is there, but it's not open because we're we're still working on on adding more websites and adding a couple more um, more accounts. But basically, it's it's a way for people to share news pieces without going through all the hassle of uh, briefing them or just spamming the links. So people can actually go to Discord, and I think it's going to be for people who have more than 15,000 Leo power, which is the lion level. And this is just to avoid uh, spam in the sense of we believe that if you have 15,000 Leo power, you it, it's in your interest not to share uh, crap and not to spam the bot. So uh, the way that it works is that you go online, you go on your normal life, you find a news piece that you like, and instead of uh, doing the whole thing by yourself and sharing that, that news piece, you go to Discord, you drop the link there, and uh, the bot will run that article through ChatGPT, uh, brief that, make three or four threads, depending on what you tell the bot to do, and then a specialized account, depending on the topic that you are sharing, uh, we'll post that. So that means that someone uh, who used to wake up and read the newspaper can just go on threads and uh, read their personalized feed with all of these accounts. And they can just browse through the crypto, sports, movies, uh, wh whatever they are interested in. And they will see all the like top 15 news of, of the day, handpicked and curated by the Leo community. So Whoa. you're not going to read shit or you're not going to read paid articles, or you're not going to read uh, something that you're not interested in because someone with 15,000 Leo power or more thought this news piece is worthy and it should be on your feed. So uh, 
it, it, it's some sort of curated feeds for uh, like curated and personalized feeds. Uh, we still have to polish that, but uh, we believe that it, it, it can really it, it can really change the way like people who browse Twitter for news and they, they encounter 99% of bullshit and crap. They can go to threads and find only uh, pieces that are worth their time reading and they don't have to open the post. They can just read the three threads about that uh, topic. Like uh, tapping into AI, not to completely change the subject, but something happened this week that I really wanted to talk about uh, regard to technology. Anybody here watch WWDC, Apple's um, mm. uh, developer conference? I, I, I read some, but I didn't watch the whole conference. So. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's the vision thing. The vision mm. thing. And I think it was... Uh, Maybe it was tokenized society. I don't know. Somebody said it in the threadcast, but yeah, Apple's new Vision headset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to talk about this. If you haven't seen it, it's a sort of AR VR headset that uh, you know allows you to do uh, things like project your display from your Mac computer into a virtual space in front of you that you can interact with, and you can connect a keyboard, and you know you can do FaceTime calls and shit. You know. Anybody have a take on this? Because I've got some things to say about it. I'm curious if you guys have an opinion about this. I'd yeah. Like, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please I, go. because I have been speaking a lot today, so you go ahead. <laughs> like, I got my I got my, my Apple products. I'm on an iMac. Um, you mentioned the developers conferences. I remember, you know, 10 years ago or so, like, that was like, a national holiday for me and my, the guys that I worked with, we would literally just yeah. watch the live stream because you didn't know what they were going to do. You know, like iPhone changed everything. And then the iPad came out and it was just like, Oh, what are they going to do next? And then for like a decade, it was like, Oh, we got a faster processor, the most impressive processor ever. And that was it for 10 years. So this apparently is bringing back that kind of feeling of a game changer, even though the product has already been out, right? Like, meta or facebook or whatever they got theirs out and they've, it's been out but anytime apple does things like this i'll be brutally honest i haven't even looked at it um i'm sure task will say that this is what's coming this is going to be the future and we're going to be in this stuff and and i it, it very well could be I, i'm all for it you know like you got to embrace tech but personally i just have not got as excited about apple as i used to like i'm still fanboy all of the products i have iphones i've had iphones my wife's got iphones i have ipads my kids got ipads we don't have the android one we have an ipad i'm like loyal to a brand that doesn't give a rat's behind about me it's very strange but um i don't know i i, I don't know enough about if i'm going to be drawn to it I say that now, and when it comes out, you know it's going to be first in line to get one. So, yeah, I'm just yeah. I know the that. iPhone hasn't even come out in Mexico yet, but yeah. this thing just got announced. I'm really, really curious to hear your take on it. Wait, because well, Tusk, I, I think Tusk uh, is going to kill my, my argument. So, first of all. 
it's it's worth seven months of my rent so it's it it first, first of all it's too much it's gonna be buggy mm. as fuck because that's what happened with the iphone that's what happened with the iwatch that's what that's what happens with new tech that's what's yeah. happening with 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 threads mm -hmm. so it's gonna be buggy so that's that's the second one and the third one it's going to break everything because i think this is uh fan service because uh a lot of marvel movies use this tech as something from iron man and this is like the most like this was uh, sold as the most technologically advanced from a genius kind of thing where he was just like moving things uh with uh with with how the vision thing works i think it's gonna sell a lot i think it's gonna be bought by bozos but it's gonna be a huge success three thousand five hundred us dollars yep wow. and uh, three thousand five hundred us dollars and, and yep. keep in mind i i, I don't know i i'm kind of torn here the iWatch did not take off. That was not a huge success. I mean, let's be honest. Apple's last major huge success in terms of products was probably the iPad. Um, you know, now the 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 uh, this new headset, this is entering a totally different realm. But it, it kind of strikes me as the Hololens that Microsoft brought out. And that was revolutionary. That was AR. That really didn't have the, the VR component. I don't think it was AR. That was also $3,000, $4,000. Microsoft kind of angled that towards the enterprise world and for engineers and designers and collaborative uh, work between uh, people at different companies in different geographic regions. So, you know, I mean, the, long before there were uh, Tesla fanboys, there were Apple fanboys, as, as John Go is mentioning. So you can't, you can't deny the, the loyalty that Apple users have. $3,500 is a lot of, of money for a novelty. As Eric was saying, it, it, it's going to have issues. And there's not going to be a lot of software out there you wouldn't think to, to start. Could they roll a lot of stuff out quickly? Yeah, but let's be honest. The iPhone is not what made the smartphone world. It was Android. I mean, Android took over 90% market share and Apple may lead the way in, but it's gonna be somebody else who's gonna go with mass market with AR and VR because at a certain point in time, even in the developed world, how many people can throw 3,500 bucks on, on a device like this, uh, let alone the developing world. Um, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be throwing 3,500 on this and I, I like technology. So, um, you know, you start getting a, a VR headset down to 300 bucks, 350, then maybe it's okay. Unless I got to give everything to Zuckerberg and then I don't want it. So that's why I never bought, uh, you know, uh, the quest. What, it, yeah. what, what yeah. is it? Oculus or whatever Oculus. it is. Uh, I, I never bought that because, you know, Zuckerberg controls it. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those, uh, you know, tokenized brought up a, an interesting point. He said, well, this kick off the, the metaverse talk again. Uh, 
you know, the hype that we had a couple years ago. Maybe uh, I think it will certainly kick off the mixed reality hype again, and we'll see if it's actually a breakthrough this time instead of a lot of hype, which, you know, we've gone through two hype cycles since uh, Zuckerberg bought Oculus. You know, there was a hype cycle right after he yeah. bought it, and then there was one a few years ago, and, uh, you know, it just wasn't ready for prime time. But th this is the thing, man, and this is – First of all, best start and Vim said, wait for the Samsung version. It'll be $99. So that's perfect. Yeah, um, it'll be $99. But see, this is the, the, the fundamental difference, I think, between, and, and Eric will appreciate this with his marketing background. The fundamental difference between Apple and Android products is Apple packages things and makes it look sexy. They're True. the best company in the world for that. Something from Meta, MetaMask. Look, I mean, something from Meta and Facebook. He's over there looking at his wallet. I know. I'm looking at my wallet. Look at it's my wallet. twenty thousand. You know, but like something from Zuckerberg is not cool, man. It's not. It's like, and you can't put a Facebook logo on something, and people are like, "Oh, that's so cool." But you put a little Apple logo, people all of a sudden well, pay attention to that. If I could, if I could say something, John, and this ties back to what we were talking about before: reputation. Apple's reputation is 10,000 times better. And Tim Cook's reputation is 10,000 times better than Zuckerberg. Apple has been very strong with data protection. Apple has been very strong about stepping up and trying to fight, uh, you know, when the government, at least in the, in the public eye, they fought the government when they wanted back doors and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, Facebook has had all kinds of hacks, very public hacks. And, you know, let's be honest, Tim Cook seems like he knows what he's doing. He's OK. He's not a technology guy. He's more of a logistics guy, but he, he, he knows what he's doing. Zuckerberg, it's like you listen to him. It's like, did he just steal my wallet? Yeah. I mean, he just he, he's like scummy. And it's, it's like Gensler. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. smooth brain, fucking worm. Sorry. So I think <laughs> I think you have a point, John. But I think it's for a reason that Apple is the reputation of Apple, the respect right. for but, Apple, and the trust. But don't downplay packaging and the the look and feel of something. Like oh, they're consistent. An Apple product. Yeah, it's consistent. It looks really good. It feels really good. They spend a boatload on on development just to make it look like they have a science to it well it's, it's a premium everything they do is premium so that's that's well, part of well the there's a, there's a reason it's called the vision pro right it's for their pro users right so i didn't mean to cut you off there but i, I just want to throw this in here here's my take on it so headsets vr headsets are cool you know, there's never really been one that's that's good. You know, we have the Oculus Quest, and you can play games on it and whatnot. All good. There's not really ever been a headset from a from any company that's been good. Mm -hmm. They've been okay, and they work. Apple does this thing where they, they spend 10 extra years developing it, especially in Mexico, and then they release <laughs> it. They spend 10 extra years putting, taking their data from, like, say, their, their AirPods, their, their Apple Watch. You know, they're the, the best in every category, almost. You know, the smartwatch, 
highest selling smartwatch that exists, the Apple Watch. You know, the iPad, highest selling tablet that exists, it's the iPad. Mm. You know, highest selling phone that exists, it's the iPhone. Am I an Apple fanboy? Absolutely not. I use Google products. I have a Pixel. Um, but they do have that that advantage to where they don't have to get as fragmented with the shit they do. They take it, they package it beautifully, like John was saying, and they ship it out mm. at whatever mm. price they decide because who are they competing with? Yeah. No they one. Have built, they, forever, have built they, never did, they never did yeah. sales. Like I remember There's like no, Black Friday, yeah. like three years ago, they said ten dollars off and people lost their mind because they never do sales. Like it's yeah. Who it's are they crazy. competing with? With mm -hmm. the Apple Vision Pro, who is the who is the competitor? What are you gonna buy aside from the Apple Vision Pro that can do what it can do? You're not. Mm -hmm. There there is there's not a device that exists that does that. Microsoft has the HoloLens and Google did the Google Glass, but name one person that has those. Right, no one. Mm. No one has those. Maybe a that's business what's has so them. That's what's going to be cool to see yeah. how this takes off once it comes to market. Yeah. Like that's it's a whole it's new ready. category of product, and it is obviously if they sell one fucking unit, they're the best selling unit, you know, product <laughs> in that category. You know, if, if if Joe Schmo goes and buys it, they've already beat the market. You know, they've proven their point. But I, I think my my bigger Man. point here is. Yes, it is the best version of a of a VR AR headset that we have that will that exists at the current moment. But I just I watched their like demo video of it and I couldn't get it out of my head. The image of the guy at, at his kid's birthday party with this fucking thing on his face <laughs> looking at the kids. They're they're blowing out the candles and shit, and he's just like looking at them through this fucking dystopian like visor thing and he's like I'm just taking a picture just continue what you're doing and the kids are like dad stop like I just I can't get that out of my head it's so just disconnected from reality like okay. are you gonna wear this at a wedding and video the wedding and just so you can get it in 3d that brings up a bigger point uh nifty and what is the future of these devices and and this i'll throw out there for anybody to answer you look at this and, and to me it looked like ski goggles yeah. and you know ready player uh, one man yeah. exactly yeah. And, i was just gonna say that yeah. so yeah. what is the future of ar vr is it like sunglass type things where they got to be this size is it even contact lenses? Because some people are messing with contact lenses. Is it a dystopian looking device that covers half your face? That that brings up the bigger question, not so much from necessarily a technological point of view, but from a user acceptance point of view, is who's going to want to walk around with it, something that covers half their face? Uh, and like you said, it just looks like something out of Mad Max, or is it ultimately going to be just a pair of sunglasses that are, are mixed sir, reality? Sir, do you remember COVID-19? Everyone wore yes. masks. So I don't... was going to say. So <laughs> Foreshadowing. I think we, I think we learned our lesson on that one, but anyway, I. Here's, here's the thing. And, and we cannot let any cryptoholics show go without any conspiracy theories. I love Since it. This yeah. is the crossover shit show. We yes, have sir. to include this. 
Perfect. So here's a hot take. I'm not going to put my tinfoil hat, but this Apple product get has, been, has, has been ready uh, since 2018. And Apple is so glowy. I like it. It's at glowy levels of Facebook and Google. So they are 100% CIA controlled. And they were going to launch in 2018, but uh, the systems and the powers that be told them, wait, because we have something planned. And we're going to push uh, working from home, not going out, uh, doing everything in the metaverse, blah, blah, blah. Push this right after we lift the COVID shenanigans. And then people will be ready and will receive it better. Yeah. And then people will actually accept a commercial where you put a person with that on a wedding or with that watching their kids. Because it's just what, what you said, Django, and, and you beat you beat me to it. it it's it's the it's the pre-stage of ready player one where you go to work because you 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 just or maybe you just start with with, with your static bike. And then you put this and then you go have fun while you are generating energy for the metaverse, uh, you, you know, and then your, your body won't go, uh, won't, won't go, uh, I don't know the word, sorry, I'm Mexican, but the, where, where your body just goes, goes raw because you stay you're, lying you're down. Husk. Yeah. yeah. So mm. if you stay lying down all day with your VR here going to Six Flags or Disneyland, your body is going to rot. But if you start generating energy for the system while you go to Disneyland, then 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 that's that's the future. I, I have never heard the theory the metaverse is going to be powered by hamster wheels or stationary then bikes. Rick and Morty. If anybody <laughs> watches Rick and Morty, holy fuck, this is the miniverse theory. Yeah, my and car I, battery is a small universe of people that are doing shit to power my fucking cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, we've come full circle. Well, that's what the Matrix I mean, was. Like, remember, like that was the entire premise of that was turned us into batteries. You know? like, yeah, exactly. So that's that's uh, where where we're going. We are just gonna power the 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 system. And the more that you that you go in the wheel, the more tickets you will get to go to the park and, and get food and all that stuff. And in reality, your your real life is gonna be crap, but because but since you're gonna be uh, living in, in full virtual reality, you're not gonna care. You're gonna have nothing, but you will not care. You know you will own nothing and you will be happy. Right. That, I, that, I think that's, that's a perfect time to, to say the magic word, uh, <laughs> which we just decided on. It is uh, crypto shit show. Uh, and shit show is one word. So crypto shit show is the magic word for Zeely. Uh, you heard it here. Uh, and yeah, we're having a lot of fun. So yeah, if you if you are not having fun, you can dismiss yourself now that you have your keyword. So does, but we're going to that... stick around. Does that go to the crypto holic show or the crypto maniac show? Like, which one does that go on? Like, That's oh, above my pay grade, yeah. man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. So don't ask me. It's like every time, every time we have a show, Jungo throws a word out. I'm like, oh, whatever. And the last one, he didn't get one from Eric, so I think he did the same thing as Nifty did. He just made one up and said, 
don't worry i'll tell eric later <laughs> yeah. okay so it's it's on both shows because this is a crossover better than the avengers so double the experience for one show can you get wow. better than that wow can you get better than that and, oh, and if you're not having fun you just haven't drank enough yeah and, and to that i'll have a shot uh but yeah i i just i really i had to had to get you guys' take on the whole apple vision thing i think yeah. we're headed towards uh towards a a very dystopian reality where people do wear these things to concerts and you know sporting events you you guys you guys know what i'm talking about those guys with the with the ipads recording the the sporting event that they're at you know they're recording with their cell phone well they don't have to anymore they got this this fucking thing they can put on their head and the batteries in their back pocket are shoved up their ass or wherever it's at but they can record the entire event in 3d dude but here's here's a counter argument why would they go if they can attend virtually and be there like they can have a body and mm -hmm. they they can interact with another person and feel that interaction like i like if people can do that from the from their couch they are gonna do that and even if it's like i don't know half the price because the the artist doesn't even have to pay for a venue and and real security and all that stuff because there's there's no venue there are no like there are no physical needs for an event mm. you know I, i'm gonna i'm just gonna have a shot to that i don't uh, i don't yeah. have anything else to say there to tokenized oh. wanted to let you know nifty that 69 in the thread cast it's 73 now. 69 comments okay. <laughs> um, wait i mean just... Just well, with this. anything better that 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 brings up a, a, a point that I'll I'd like to dive into it, it's kind of along the same things Eric was saying but I, I think this is a lot closer and we've seen Tucker Carlson get I don't even know if he was technically shit-canned or just pulled off the air on Fox he does a, a, a show, a 10-minute, you know, whatever his little thing is, his little monologue. He did 10 minutes, got 80 million views. Mm. His show on Fox got like 3 million, which was evidently one of the best in, in cable news. We have a situation with Shannon Sharp. You sports fans know who he is. Yes, He's, he, he just got bought out of his contract on Undisputed. Now, nobody knows where he'll go, but some people are saying, you know, this guy has a million YouTube followers. He has this many followers on this social media. Maybe he'll do something on his own. We've seen a number of people, a lot of them in the cable news industry, who've gotten shit-canned from these networks, and they have their own broadcasting channels now. With technology... You know, and basically, if you have a laptop and, and a microphone, you could be a broadcaster and you throw a little money at it. You could become a production company and a broadcasting company. And when you look at Pixar, when you look at some of these movie studios doing uh, these, especially these, these animated films, and then you look at what's happening with not only ChatGPT, but also you look at the text to video, text to, 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 to graphic, 
and some of these technologies that many people are saying are moving ahead at like light speed, does that potentially not only take broadcasting, which by the way, we know the cord cutting started like 12, 15 years ago, so they're losing their viewers, but also Hollywood, are we looking at a decentralization of media at a degree we've never seen before. Yeah, you had bloggers before, but nobody gave a shit about them. Then you had vloggers, but nobody gave a shit about them. But now you actually have mainstream people saying, you know what? I don't need to go work for a major media company. I'll just start my own production company. I'll, I'll tweet stuff out. I'll get, you know, all these views and I'll make all this money. I mean, Tucker Carlson could throw up. I mean, think of what he could charge an ad on Twitter. He could put it at like the three minute mark of his 10 minute monologue. I mean, he probably could charge 500 grand for, for just that episode for 80 million views. So are we seeing that? And do you guys see over the next, I don't know, let's say three to five years, this being a bigger push, because I know what Nifty's getting at, but I think that's still further down the road. But I think this is something where we're watching this transition in real time. And maybe, hopefully, Web3 will be a part of that, too. Yeah. I have just one thing to say. The Streamer Awards four months ago got more views than the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, I just wanted to say literally just one thing just like that. We've we've talked about this numerous times. I, I think we talked on our last crossover task about how we spend more time watching YouTube than we do traditional cable. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing higher and higher production value shows come out on these on these streaming platforms from individuals you know, that don't have uh, a major uh, corporation behind them paying them millions of dollars or whatever to, to, to build their show. They're, they're building it on their own. And yeah, I, I think we are seeing a, a decentralization of media. And it it's, I think we're going to go more and more in that direction to the point where maybe mainstream media kind of starts to be the, the old way. And, and decentralized media becomes the, the regular because, let's face it, attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter. And, uh, you know, we just have to, we have to move with the times. Blaze, mm-hmm. shut up. Blaze well, is uh, well, well, making as his, it, his show appearance, of course, Mad Dog. A, as hey, a follow-up then to, either, to any of you guys, what does that do to the power structure? Because I think it's safe to say... <coughs> That the centralized media, certainly, if you don't believe it was an arm of the government, it certainly was influenced by the government. And if, Nifty, what you're saying is true, doesn't that zap a lot of the power away? And as we've seen, I mean, you get these decentralized podcasters, they're, they're coming from every angle. Yep, I think so. Cable, well, cable production is is dying, and when I Dude. say cable, I mean like live TV, like the the shit you pay a hundred dollars a month for or whatever, like to get your cable package. That shit has been dying for a long time, and it's it's going like down at an exponential rate at this point. Hmm. So and even is, though we're paying now just as much for all the streaming services, if you know, not yeah. more, if not more. 
but it feels like we have more control over what we want to watch. It's like, it's so centralized, baby. Yeah, I will pay for a service just because of one show. I don't watch anything else that the stupid channel has, but just like, you know, Apple TV. I'm on Apple TV because there's that silo series and I love science fiction. So I'm watching that. As soon as it's done, watch Severance. It's the it's the only thing on Apple TV I've ever paid for. Severance, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm just dystopian reality kind of shit. It's it's out there, but it's oh yeah, okay, I like it. I like it already. Yeah, just yeah. Sorry, no, I I totally agree with you. I think like this is you because people just they they want to feel. I guess. People just want to feel like they have better choices. Why would why am I gonna go and watch this when I can choose something that I really, really love and I feel like I'm a part ooh, culture again. I feel like mm. I'm a part of something. So I'm just I'll pay this ten dollars a month or whatever it is to be a part of that community and culture of viewers, so that when you're talking about a show, I know what you're talking about because I watch that same show. Now it's no one cares about Dallas, you know, back in the 80s. Like, no one cares about law and order. Well, I mean, there is, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just people yeah. feel that there's so – I want to be a part of that, and I don't need to spend $100. I'll spend $10. But, but on, like, 15 different platforms. 15 different platforms, right? Yeah. 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 Speaking about platforms and speaking about um, the culture – so I'm, I just want to share something. And I, I don't intend to bring this back to Hive and Leo Finance. Uh, I'm just going to say something that... So uh, we've been having a lot of meetings with, uh, with other crypto companies right now. And one of the slides, it's all about um, building Leo Finance as the crypto... Uh, as the as uh, Web3 hub for Web3. And uh, the main the main sales point of that is that we want to become the island where where all the boats, uh, all the comp all the crypto company boats come to gather information, resources, users, and then go back to their to their uh, open sea shenanigans. And and the the point of all of this is that. The moment that that a decentralized platform manages to bring enough people so that more people follow and that more people bring more traffic and nobody can take them down and, and that platform doesn't uh, answer to any government or, or any system or any entity in reality, that's where, as Taskmaster says, all of the mainstream uh, media platforms and all of the all of the powers that are right now uh, will will go down. The moment that you can upload uh, uh, an, an an AI generated movie on three speak and nobody can take can can, can take that down, that's when Hollywood is gonna, is gonna go to to the ground, like no no stops. Because if you cannot stop a hub, even if, if, if you try to bribe or, or menace or, or strong arm the platform, that's like, because right now, anyone who, who goes viral on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, if that doesn't fit the narrative, 
that they, they get taken down. But the moment they can't, like the moment my chat GPT article can trend without anyone taking it down, that's when when the, the cultural shift is going to happen in just a span of a couple of years. That's well, what, what, what I, I think on top of that, and you bring up a, a, a very interesting point because I've been watching this and, and I've been trying to, to formulate my, my view on this. And so one of the things that I, I learned about Tucker Carlson, I never watched the guy, but he was so popular that evidently some people are surmising that the Fox News culture, as most of these media companies, they say, Nobody is bigger than the brand. And so the, the, the actors, if you will, the, the talent is, is interchangeable. It's always the brand. And I found this to be very interesting because I, I watched a, a video and somebody was talking about Hollywood. And he said, the movie star is dead. And he was naming off who the movie stars today, who you can count on blockbuster uh, money to, to come in. And they're all 60 and older, you know, Tom Cruise and Harrison Ford and uh, Liam Neeson and, and, and Stallone and all these people. And the Hollywood has not cultivated the, that next generation of movie star. And so going back to what we talked about uh, initially with reputation, with culture, with this decentralized idea of media, uh, Eric, what you're bringing up is if i can find my star on three speak or if i find my ai star you you create an ai i series that you know just has characters like kind of south park but but you create it through ai and you put it on three speak and i fall in love with that that's what i'm going to gravitate to or if you create a show and you create a, I mean, they have these AI generated pop singers who are like becoming, you know, stars and getting huge followings on Spotify and YouTube. And it's just AI stuff. And so I think that's what people are going to gravitate to is the individual, whatever it is, whether it's human or, or, or synthetic that they connect with. I'm the top, I'm, I'm just going to pull a number out of my ass because I don't remember the actual number, but I think that the out of the top 10 streamers uh, on Twitch, I think two or three of them are uh, this, I don't even know the name, but it's this character, like this anime character uh, animated by someone streaming. So it's not even a real person. It's just someone behind animating that, and people watch that, and people give money to Twitch for that. So a VTuber kind of thing. That's that. Yeah, that that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the word just came to me. I didn't mean to interrupt you, uh, but somebody that you know, like me, but maybe has a horse head or some animated avatar or whatever the fuck in front of them. Uh, just like we're we're having a conversation right now, you would be talking to maybe like an NFT, you know. Maybe like a, a bored ape or, or something like that. So yeah, that's it. Just came to me. Sorry. Do you, I'll do conspiracy theory here for a bit. Going Please. going back to what you guys were talking about. Do you think like because I noticed this with the cable companies. The cable companies they didn't really fight it 
what they did is they created their own streaming service, right? Yeah. Do you think that a lot of these companies see what's happening? Kind of what you were saying, Eric, with the, like, it was, you know, developed in 2018. They're like, hold on, just wait until we do this, this, this mask thing, this COVID-19 thing. And then we'll, you know, then you should launch that stuff. Do you think that companies can see the writing on the wall and everything is being like slowed down so they can prepare so they don't they don't miss a beat because the cable companies, I don't know about everywhere else, but here in Canada, they they didn't lose any money because they just started doing internet service. They just started doing yep. streaming service. They didn't they didn't miss a beat. So they started theory, making more money. They started it, making it, more it, money. John, yeah. it's called Gary Gensler. Okay. Gary, Gary oh, Gensler God. wants to put crypto in the <laughs> oh, hands God. of the banks. That's I'll give you. Right. I'll give you. I'll yes. give you another. I'll give you another example. AI. Google is so far out of the realm of, of AI right now. Hmm. They are trailing. They are spending big money lobbying to get regulation to slow this stuff down. So they can hopefully catch up to the open AIs and some, which is Microsoft and some of these others, which ironically, from what I'm reading, and I'm no AI expert, but from what I'm reading, these companies like Microsoft, open AI as fast as they're going, they're stuck in neutral compared to the truly open platforms and open source because those people can can run databases and can can attack it from so many different angles a lot more than one company can like open ai right. so yeah regulation is never meant to protect the public it's meant to protect protect the incumbents mm. good point so it's not a conspiracy theory it's conspiracy fact no no wait so taskmaster is right at a society level and a macroeconomic level. At a conspiracy level, Taskmaster is completely wrong. Because. Oh, shit. Hold because, on. Because. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> <that> on. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. There we go. There we go. Uh, this is going to be very quick, but 95% of the, of the media companies of the world are owned by a handful of people. And that same people own the pharma industry. And that same people own all the food and all the products that we use on a daily basis that are used to get us sick so that we can consume pharma. And right. they control the narrative so that we follow everything that they say. So it's not that 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 um, CBS knew that streaming services are coming and they were prepared. It, it's not that this small company knew. It's just that the 100 people on top prepared all of this and they are, all, they, they are orchestrating all of this and they just tell the CEOs of their 100 companies, hey, you're going to drop this on 2022. I'm not going to tell you why. I, I'm just saying that. And they tell to all of their company CEOs, this is your schedule. Either stick to it or, or I will put someone in your place. Do not care. I, I don't care about the sales. I don't, I, I don't care about your solutions. You are going to drop this in 2022 or 2023. And that's 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 my take, the, the conspiracy take. But I, I strongly believe in that. 
I, I'm, I I'm like so the Cryptoholic show, yeah. Taz. I don't know about you. I'm I, so I like happy it. about this. I, I like the Holic <laughs> show, man. I have more conspiracy stuff to talk about, but <laughs> I, I prepared this. I, I, I literally prepared a conspiracy topic just in case Eric didn't go there. Uh, but you, you 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 know i go there it's it like uh, it, it draws to me and if i had any beers today we would all we would already be talking about racist things so oh no <laughs> be talking what racist things oh yeah. no uh well a, a racist maybe, mexican exactly maybe Maybe not racist, but maybe speciesist. Hey, hey, I, I got a question. This this has helped me 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 culturally, uh, Eric. Yeah. What what does it mean when you say and you call somebody a gringo? Uh it all like if if you We're ask sorry, me this, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> so if you asked me this 20 years ago, I would say it's a very offensive term in the sense that you are telling them like it it's a, pe a pejorative way, uh, word but if you ask me this right now it we are like mexico it's such an uh, like it has the us engraved so much right now like we we have and don't don't laugh at me but we have like walmarts and zaras and 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 all of these uh, stores in the us we have mcdonalds we're even fatter than you now and and like our society is so Americanized in a way that that uh, we are no longer your backyard. We are your kitchen. So it's not it, it it's not said in uh, as an offensive or a, uh, yeah as an offensive term. It's more as a as a descriptive term. So if you're a gringo today, you're you're just like oh yeah you're like you're just. A friend that now, now is that just an American or is it to refer to a race like white Americans or just Americans? It's it's just just like English speaking people like oh English you, like you you could be talking like this Harry Potter and then you would be called a gringo. Yeah, I'm trying to figure you out if John's a gringo or not. Is that John a, a good gringo? Accent. That was an English is accent. John a gringo? That's the real question here. Is John he a gringo? Is. He, he is. Okay. Yeah, he is. We well, established that. Yeah, Canadian isn't really English. Before eh? we get kicked mm -hmm. off of Spotify or oh Apple yes podcasts or Nifty has a radio or or any of that, before we get kicked off, I need to shift the subject a little bit. Uh, we, we can still talk about race, but uh, <laughs> I read something earlier uh, that that caught my attention. I figured it would be a perfect topic to bring up here. Um, so a military whistleblower uh, by the name of uh, Grush, I guess is his last name, uh, David Grush, uh, claims that the uh, U.S. government is cover covering up UFOs. Um, so before I go into this, uh, are we alone in the universe? We got to bring up aliens. Are there aliens? Yeah, we we are definitely not alone. I don't think we have reptilian people living amongst <clears throat> amongst us. But aside I, from Gensler and Zuckerberg, but right, yeah, aside yeah. from those guys, <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's cut them open and see be... what comes out. 
<laughs> yeah, the metaverse would probably just bleed out of Zuckerberg. Uh, I was thinking something more like from Alien. Oh yeah, <laughs> best yeah, movie man. ever in the history of movies is Aliens. By the way, just saying. so good. Yeah, so good. with a Ness. Yeah, but yeah, yeah ba basically, this guy claims that there is a, a task force that uh, recovers crashed non-human exotic vehicles. Wow. Non-human so exotic vehicles. Exotic vehicles. So the aliens have, the, it's their Sunday cruisers, and they're just crashing them into Earth. The Maseratis. The Maseratis. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're pulling out the, the whips. The, Fer and they're, they're, the Ferrari. They're, 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 they're sipping on some alien booze, and, you know, maybe they, they crash into crash <laughs> into cru Earth. Cru cruising the galaxy and running to right. the planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it begs the question, okay, so there exists this this task force uh, that that recovers non-human exotic vehicles, like alien Maseratis, right? But the thing is, in order to recover uh, a non-human exotic vehicle that crashed, you would you would th thus encounter the non-human uh, being that that controls said vehicle or did before crash, right? Okay. So, um, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just like, this got me thinking about, uh, you know, aliens and shit. Well, like, well, you know, there's this. Go ahead. Here's the question, though. If you fast forward, if we don't blow ourselves up or kill ourselves or something like that, with the pace of <clears throat> our technological advancement, if you fast forward humanity, 10,000 years, 20,000 years, 30,000 years. Are we still biological beings at that point? Or do we advance mm. to the point? Because we are all, we have already seen the last 200 years we've, where we've taken stuff that used to be physical and made it invisible. You know, look at, we used to have everything wired. Now it's wireless. So I don't know, but if you get a species that is, you know, ten th tens of thousands, if not millions of years ahead of us, even if they were the same type of human bio biological species, are they still in a biological realm or did they somehow supersede it? So that's one answer to the Fermi paradox is maybe they are zipping by us. They're just not in biological form. So we don't see them. I don't know. That's deep. Well, I'm just looking at Jango's face right now. That's deep, man. That's deep. That's deep. Okay, so one of the best movies of all time, uh, despite all the all the um, uh, physics inaccuracies, uh, is Interstellar. Interstellar. And yeah, hundred percent agree. Fantastic. It's it's probably like one day Matthew McConaughey said, "I don't want to do chick flicks. I'm gonna do the best shit ever," and he did. Um, <laughs> uh this this uh cop movie um like like the dollars uh buyers club he did interstellar blah 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 but okay yeah interstellar the best movie one of the best movies ever and they actually go into this that uh our non-corporeal future uh beings save us from extinction but they just they they are so far ahead from us that they live in five dimensions i think and they are yeah. they don't have a body 
so this is actually uh, like, I mean, I'm not gonna use a movie as an argument, but I'm gonna. So yeah, this is probably. I'm not gonna, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna, but I'm gonna. I love <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's totally uh, plausible that that it it could be the future that we are non non-corporeal beings and. <clears throat> Aliens are just among us, but, but they are, they are, uh, we don't see them. Are mm. they just future versions of ourselves that we're encountering from other dimensions? You know, one of the met metaphysical uh, theories most, most accepted mm -hmm. is that we are yeah. all the same being living different lives. Because once we are, once we achieve nirvana, no, once we live through all the lives, we will know enough to achieve nirvana. So we are like us four, we are just a different version of the same person. So like, yeah, if you want to get philosophical and, and, and spiritual and all that shit, yes. That's an well, accepted theory. Uh, along the same lines, I believe there's also a line of thought, like every decision you make, you actually take both paths and you just keep splitting it's yourself. Like split. yeah. yeah. So you have one life where you've said, okay, I'm going to go ask her out. And in one life you coward, you, 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 you got scared and you didn't approach her in the other life. You said, yeah, you asked her out and then you live that life based on the results and you're actually going down both paths. Damn. Yeah. Non-linear I mean, timelines. Yeah, yeah. multi-dimensional timelines. Wow. So you did both, and they're I, happening yes. at the same time, in the same like linear timeline, but different dimensions that we can't comprehend. I was under the impression that this was a drinking show, not a smoking show, but our do, do, or well something else show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm with it either way. Uh, I'm covering all bases. <laughs> I, I I can't keep up, man. I mean, that well, was, about drinking. I didn't mean to go that deep. No, but... no, no. It's it's good. It's it's fascinating to me. I, yeah, I, I, I like I, it. We probably lost half of our audience. Uh, oh yeah, dude. They, they were started, waiting for the but... word. They were here for the word, and as soon as we said the word, they were gone. Man. But I Dude. figured if we if we're gonna shed some weight, let's at least do it in the right way. Let's go to conspiracies. Let's go yeah. all the way. Well, and, and can we go like I, I don't know if it's conspiracy, but you just start to let your mind wander. And this idea of data, and if it if it all is basically data, I mean we know DNA is data. I mean uh, everything's data, and we look around us. I mean we post shit on chain, and that's just you know kind of never the digital world, the never never land. And at some point, you know, they're going to be drilling in our heads and capturing every thought we have, which isn't much different than what people do on Instagram anyway. They put every thought they have on Instagram uh, or on Twitter. So, you know, there's something out there capturing all this. And, you know, going back to what Eric was saying about the metaphysical, is there something bigger that just is recording all of this in the ether uh, that, you know, humanity's talked about for thousands of years. We just called it different names and tried to rationalize it through spirituality or religion or, or God or whatever. And the Anunnaki. 
yeah yeah the anunnaki i mean are are we just are are we just uh is is the universe really just a big old cloud connect collecting data and we're we're all just running around uh we're just the sensors collecting all the data and feeding it to them i mean we have spoken about that uh nifty and i in previous shows that didn't get uh taken down from spotify so maybe we didn't go that deep but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're, but we're still on there as far as I know. we we are a hundred percent a simulation i am i am completely sure we are in a simulation and and we are only data for something bigger have you ever uh, encountered a person and just thought to yourself like this person's an ad <laughs> <laughs> have you ever encountered a being like like an NPC in your like a non-player character in your reality yeah. task <laughs> all the time, all the time. That you're just like, how are you even real? Are you just like an? Ad? Yeah, get Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler. Yeah, the NPC like that smooth-brained my... fucking worm that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You feel but... about Gary like I do about <sighs> men. Like it, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like there. Just there like I the, swear, I encounter at least one a day. That I'm just well when I leave. If I ever leave the house, sometimes I go outside and I encounter these NPCs in my reality, and I'm like, "Are you even real?" Like, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Am I crazy here? No, 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 no. Or, no. or maybe they are, they are not a nut. They are an NPC who runs out of phrases and then just keeps repeating in a loop, uh, just like a hundred words. <laughs> they're broken. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're, yeah. they're not a broken reality loop. They just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, that, what do you that, think, guys? That, that's what we had on threads for all those emojis. They're just broken NPCs. They can't thread properly. They're broken. They ran out of things to say. They just, they, oh, they honestly shit. cannot put a coherent thought together. So they just pick a picture and post it. There's oh, your NPCs man. in your game, <laughs> Nifty. What? You have hundreds oh. of them on threads. I, I, I legitimately oh. think I've encountered physical beings that are advertisements at this point. So, mm. you know, we may oh. already be in the Ready Player One thing. What What oh. are they selling? <laughs> well, that's debatable. Uh, subscribe to the Only Leos to find out more. Only Leos. Uh, hey, yeah. speaking about it's drinking, and I do want to bring this bring out this this topic. Um, John, I know that you have a wedding. Are you going to be able to push it forward a couple of days or something? And Taskmaster, uh, I know you are um, you hate uh, closed borders. Are you going to jump over the border for Hypefest? I, uh, I don't have a border. passport. Yeah, I I do know that Nifty is uh, like he he already has a passport and all of that, so he's well. Going, no, going. I don't. I applied for a passport. Uh, you know, I, I didn't do the fancy one. I did the one where you can walk across the border or drive across the border. Oh. Uh, but it, it, they're so backed up right now, it's probably going to take like three months to get it. So we're going to be cutting it close. Um, but I have to come to High Fest. And yeah, task, it, it, I, I mean, come on. Come it's on. It's so frustrating that it's like the one week that, like, 
out of the entire year. You know, and yeah, it's but but like I'm, I'm, pushing, do, I'm, uh, pushing, I'm pushing, and I know uh, uh, Cat's pushing Cal to have Leo Fest at in I was Miami. Say this. He wants to have something in. And Cal's pushing for, I mean, not Cal, uh, uh, Scaredy Cat's pushing for Miami, which Miami would be a good place to have it, something like that. That's not too far. But I, I think we should we should have, like, a Leo day, like, either before or after Hive Fest. You know, yeah. like, one day of just, like, you know, only Leo shit. Not, like, you know, that kind, <laughs> but not the kind you pay 69 Leo per month, but, like... Oh. Like, uh, yeah, unless you like, unless you want to get there, you have to buy the NFT membership and you know all that shit. But no, I, I think we should push to have like something like that. Maybe maybe for those that can't make it to the full Hive Fest, like have like one day of, of just Leo Finance shit. Yeah, exactly. Like not even official. Like just just for for just people just that, yeah, that go. not official. Yeah, for people that go, like just maybe have a couple conversations and then and then some drinking and and uh like some bonding and so that you know i think that if we manage to to bring that sense of belonging like john says uh into the real life like i don't know man being part of leo it's going to be something like you know how there's people who who use a brand as a part of their personality and stuff like that. I don't agree with that, but I wouldn't mind people using Leo Finance as part of their personality, uh, like just 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 taking it like very close to heart. I mean, it would be amazing. Hmm. Wait, Taz, have some beers. Yeah, Taz, I, so I think I think uh, Dan and and uh, I'm sure Dan and and Starkers will do something too. Yeah, probably. That'd be dope. All right, did all right. I'm sure they're coming. Uh, I, I think they're involved in some kind of way. Yeah, I, would yeah. Think I don't so. know the details. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool to have like a call it like an after party kind of thing, you know, or an after you know yeah. vibe session, whatever you want to call it. Conspiracy ring, uh, <laughs> you know, breakout sessions, master breakout session. Yeah, we're gonna fucking figure out the metaverse. I like it. <laughs> I am actually pretty sad that you are not gonna make it, guys, because uh, I was yeah. looking forward to to well, John, to see you again, mm -hmm. ask to meet you in person. Um, so wait, going if, into if the... I if I show up anywhere in person, then people will start to think I'm a person, and that, that that'll ruin my reputation. Yeah. Machine reputation. Machine. You have reputation. to wear the Apple Vision Pro to see task. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? He's here. You just gotta wear the you have to show up and, and wear it. You, you gotta drop thirty five hundred dollars to see task. Yeah. Plus the sixty nine dollars a month. Live yeah. in, in AR. Yeah, You're plus give there. plus give nifty sixty nine HBD. Yeah, sixty nine <laughs> HBD for the for the pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Gong show. Yeah. I, it would be uh, incredible if you popped in, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to make my way down there. It's going to be a journey, uh, but I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. it sucks because I can literally drive there. Like, it's the drive there and take you like six months. No, <laughs> that's a long Dude, drive, man. Vegas I think I said this. Vegas from me right now. Vegas. 
is like a 16 hour drive. Yeah, but add like yeah, a whole you extra get... day onto this. No, man. Vegas to no. San Diego? No. I... Should, They're should not be like 24 days. 24 hours, right? Yeah, well, 24 okay. hours. It's in Mexico. It's a Rosarito. Yeah, I, but that's not that hours? far from Tijuana, right? Nah, it's like 30 hour? minutes from 30 Tijuana. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to get to San Diego. And that's just, for me, it's I 5 all the way from where I live. Literally, the road turns into I 5, and it's like. I'm not doing all that, but I am backpacking across the border. Hell yeah. Uh, Somebody's going to have to pick me up. So yeah. <laughs> somebody gonna have to pick me up. So be be ready. I'm backpacking. I'm not I'm not driving. I'm, I'm backpacking across the border. Dude, it's so weird to to be part of the country that's hosting that. I'm like I'm gonna go to Tijuana. Um, my 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 girlfriend. She's got a friend there, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you 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 can have the car and all that." So uh, it's gonna be pretty easy to pick, to pick you up, Nefty. And then we so, can crash yeah. because so what I'm, he's I'm gonna is be he's drunk. gonna pick me up at the border when I backpack across. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> but this yeah. is all coming together. I'm glad see, I'm glad see, we have this this, they, this talk. The, the the problem is is in the last couple of years the Mexicans built a wall to keep the Americans out. Mm. No, it's to keep the 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 uh, the Americans in. So once they cross, they cannot go back. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm moving to Mexico. Fuck. Hey, the way things are going in this country, if if I made it to Mexico, you said you can't leave, I'll be like, okay, fuck it. I don't care. Didn't, yeah. uh, didn't Eddie didn't Eddie Spino need a couple pool guys? Yeah. I, I already I already called dibs on one of his one of his pool chairs. So. He's, he, we, how are you with your concrete work? I, I was gonna be the pool cleaner. He said it needs a little concrete work. You, you know, concrete work, we, we might have to fix the fucking thing for him but you know i know chat gpt is all Dude, i miss the concrete right now task like don't worry that's what i'm doing yeah, well, driving cement trucks uh, around but, all day. but you're you're canadian we don't know if those mexicans like you canadians <laughs> now nah, we uh you know we we used to until <laughs> Trudeau. <laughs> so Trudeau, yeah don't worry <laughs> He I'm said, right you know, we... Uh, <laughs> he kind of hedged on that, didn't he? We, uh, uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie uh, invited, uh, you know, some Americans to live by his pool. I, I don't know if he had an open invitation, but, you know, hey, if we'll six or eight of us party. if six or eight of us show up and uh, move in, you know, talk, you know, it's like you know, we're not even there. We'll build our little huts and shit, you know. <laughs> We're not even there. <laughs> you know, the only thing I, I am going to say is that if you are working online 24-7 and you don't need to go to the office and you don't need, uh, like, you, you don't need to be physical for your job and you are living in a first world country, you are doing things uh, wrong. Uh, whatever you're spending <laughs> on the U.S. or in Germany or in whatever, you can spend 20% of that uh in mexico or in or in any other third world country and then you can buy more leader i i uh, i i have a a theory eric and i call it the uh, globalization of real estate and i believe what you're saying is true and that at a certain point in time we are going to see real estate <laughs> act like manufacturing 
where because of digital nomads, let's call them, governments are going to have to get aggressive to attract people and, and will be able to get aggressive to attract people. And countries like Mexico or countries like El Salvador or countries like Panama. Indonesia, Bali, uh, Bali is a place. Yeah, they, they will be able to say, listen, if we you know, put some money in the infrastructure and build out the airport and, and, and get some flights in and build, build some hospitals, we can have 250,000 Americans move in here earning 65, 70 grand a year because yeah. the cost of living will be so much cheaper. And so <laughs> I think at a certain point in time, you're absolutely correct. And crypto kind of is like the precursor to this. Countries that are oppressive are going to find that unless they just lock their, their population down, they're going to lose people to countries that say, you know what? We're just going to get aggressive and we're just going to, you know, stop these civil wars. We're going to clean up a few things and, you know, our cost of living in our industry. And, you know, Mexico has the demographics where you're going to be carrying North America in the next 30 years. And here's one thing. Um, this is this is data from a few years ago. I don't know if it's updated or not, but a few years ago, Mexico relied on, well, the, the GP, GPD uh, gross domestic G, G, GDP was basically made of, of five things. And the top three were oil, tourism, and I don't know the word in English, but like when, when people go live in the US and they, they send money to make to people rem in Mexico. Rem remittance. Remittance. Yeah. yeah, remittances. So, so imagine how big can that get that US people uh, well, Americans, but I call them U.S. people because we hate that term in, in Spanish. But, uh, well, once Americans come to Mexico, the, the, the amount of dollars that will leave the U.S. and will activate the Mexican economy will be so big that, that, that it might go to, to one of these top five uh, G, GDP generators. Because think about it, you pay taxes to your government, but you spend the 70% or, or whatever it's, it's left in Mexico, not in the US. So if 250,000 people come to Mexico earning big bucks, let's just say $100,000 a year, and you spend 70% of that in Mexico, that's a shitload of money for for the Mexican economy, you know. I got I got one better for you. The United States <clears throat> and China are not real happy with each other, and a lot of corporations are starting to look at supply chains and starting to look at do, doing things differently. Where do you think a fair portion of that manufacturing will go once it leaves China? If it's American companies, I think they're going to start building in Mexico because the cost of labor is probably even less than it is in China now because China's had massive wage inflation over the last 20 years, when, especially when you couple it with the much lower transportation costs because Mexico is just, I mean, shit, they can just float stuff right up the Pacific uh, into California and uh you know it's a very short trip and hell they don't even need the navy to protect any of that stuff they can you know probably just shoot something down from san diego 
uh, and you got the Gulf of Mexico, you just send stuff right in the Gulf of Mexico into Texas or Florida. So I think you're going to end up with a lot of manufacturing over the next 10 to, to 15 years relocating to Mexico because you got the ideal demographics. The, the design and stuff is done in America, but you put the plants in Mexico. I mean, Tesla's built in what's probably going to be of their, their gigafactories, the largest producer of the four they have in, in place now. The one they're putting in Mexico will produce more vehicles than any of them. And that'll be, you know, in the next yeah. couple of months, they'll break ground. So let, let me get this straight. So now that you have inflated your currency, you want to inflate ours? What do you mean inflate your currency? Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's definitely going to help the Mexican economy. But at the same time, the prices are going to go really up if, if the U.S. Um, gets their hands in uh, Mexican territory in the way of, of creating jobs and all of that. But at the same time, I, I think, as you say, the global economy, it, it, it's going to be a, a parallel uh, uh, economy in the sense that it won't matter if you live on the side of the US or on the side of Mexico, if you live near the border, it's just going to be the same prices for everyone. Yeah, and, and the and and the the advantage for Mexico is your consumption skyrockets because there's a lot more money coming into the country, and so yes, you you have inflation, but that's offset where you know if if the price of of goods double and your expenses double, but your incomes triple or quadruple, you're you're ahead, and that's what happened in China, to a degree. The problem with China is. China did very well on the coast there. They got like 400 million people who live first world existence. China also is very interesting. They got 400 million in the second world existence and 400 million live in the third world existence who never, who, who never left the agricultural rural area. So they really have, you know, just such big poverty problems in terms of numbers. Mexico obviously has a much smaller population and, you know, you start getting the money flowing in, not only for manufacturing, but like you said, tourism, remittance, you get expats, you get all that stuff moving in. That's going to be a major boom for the Mexican economy, especially since you have younger people who are going to get married, who are going to have kids, who are going to drive the consumption of your local economy, which China does not have any of that. China has a bunch of older people that they're looking to have to take care of. So the demographics are all on the Mexican side, um, you know, unlike Canada, which has they're like China. They got older demographics and the U.S. quite frankly, could go either way. It'll be interesting to see, you know, our 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 American born uh, population is dwindling. But we do have immigration to, to help offset that if that continues to happen. But. You know, it may be where we have emigration to countries like Mexico, and that could affect the United States. Yeah, we are. We, could we, also are, gonna, we are. We are going to send all the workers and going to import all the thinkers. We're <laughs> well, there, this is there, way too educated of a topic for me. There, I'll there, stand there, back. There, Same with there, me, man. I'm just sitting here. Well, my water. Eric, Eric, 
right, there way is, too educated. There is a, a line of thinking out there that the United States is so politicized and so separated that the United States may end up breaking apart into two or three different regions in the next 15 years or so. And if that happens, then you're looking at probably from Texas, maybe Arizona, all the way across the South being one region and California and Oregon and Washington being another, and maybe the, the, the Northern section uh, in the Midwest and the Northeast being another. And if that happens, then, you're probably dealing with uh, a couple entities that are similar to Mexico. I mean, I think the California region would be, you know, because California is like the fifth largest economy in the world just on its own or something. Yeah, but I please, mean, please do not compare us with California. We no, are, no. We are more <laughs> no. like Texas or Florida, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Uh, no, Cal- California is more like, uh, I don't even know i i yeah, i'd swap i'd swap what who wants to secede up by you john i'd swap alberta for california that'd be a trade i'd make i'm in alberta yeah that, I'll, that, join, I'll join america let's go yeah yeah we'll, we'll give yeah. we'll give trudeau california and then we'll we'll take on uh, alberta love it then we lose all our influencers though <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, such a what are we gonna do without our influencers? Mm. We, 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 we're three speak. We're gonna make our own influencers. Nah. We don't need none of yes. them. But yes, speaking. seriously, uh, the way that your voting pattern map looks, dude, you 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 have like three, well, at least two different countries, and they are very defined. Like they are they they are very like this could be one country and this could be the other one. So, and then you look at it at state level, Eric, and you start to see the same things. You see large areas in one color, and then you get the urban areas in another color. And so, yes, it, it, there it, there has become a very distinct pattern. Now, we don't know over the next few years. I don't know how it is where you are, Nifty, but immigration, I mean, where I am in Florida, it's like we're having influx of people all over the place especially people leaving New York and people leaving Massachusetts and New Jersey, and they're all moving here because of the high taxes, because of the crime, because of the tough business environment, all of that stuff. And Texas is capturing a lot of business from California. And I I just saw California lost like 700,000 people last year. Um, You know, we're neighbors, man. Where are you? Not in Florida. I'm in Georgia. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got something similar. I mean, they're all moving to the south, and you know, I mean, this was expected because of the baby boomers retiring, and they don't want to shovel snow. And I don't, you know, disagree with them, but it, it really, I mean, Eric, for, from being outside the country looking at the voting patterns, it, it's rather interesting that you see that distinction in those lines and say, okay, this this could be setting up to break apart just by looking at the the voting patterns. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm allowed to say this because I'm brown, but, uh, <laughs> but you heard it, you heard it, Spotify, <laughs> it's allowed, but if, if you, if you divided the country in two, uh, I, I think that the blue states will, would, would, uh, very fast turn into red states. Um, 
all the issues that the that the blue states have are are so so clear <clears throat> but then again we go back to the conspiracy theories it seems like someone's pulling the the strings and telling people or telling companies or telling uh government entities to not act upon some things that are happening so <clears throat> it's just so hard man and it's just Gensler. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I do agree with you that, and, and I don't think it's conspiracy theory. I, I think it's just uh, those who've attained power in particular areas, particular regions, particular industries, and, and they're, they're basically, uh, they're able to exert a lot of influence. Uh, especially through foundations and things of that nature. And, you know, there's no doubt that the, the media, the mainstream media is a propaganda arm. I, I don't think anybody reasonable can argue that, that, you know, this is just propaganda. It's, it's agenda driven and you cannot take any of this as a basis. In fact, it's theater meant to appeal to you if you're on the right. So you then say Fox News is the best and CNN is lying. Or if you're on the left, you say MSNBC is right and those Fox people are lying. But either way, you're caught up in the theater and you don't even realize it's all a lie. They're, they're just, they're, it's an agenda. Yeah, it's all part of the same kind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like John McCain and Ted Kennedy, uh, one a Republican, one a Democrat, they were known on the Senate floor to get into shouting matches over topics. And they would, people would thought they would literally come to fisticuffs. I mean, McCain would turn redder than Nifty's shirt. That that that's how red he would get, and get with Kennedy. And you know what they did afterwards? They'd be drinking together and hanging out. So it it was theater. It, it was like you know they're not standing up for their point of view. It, it's just theater. Um, you know that's why Trump was hated so much, not because he was Trump, but because he was an outsider. He came yeah. to Washington. He's an outsider. If he was part of the establishment, it'd be fine, but he's not. And that's why he had to go. And that's why you will not see Trump back there, I don't think. They will do everything to trip him up because he's an outsider. What other douchebag they put in, it won't matter because he'll still be part of their, you know, Republican, Democrat. He'll still be part of their <clears throat> circle. What about you, John? How's Canada? I mean, this this got way out of hand. But <laughs> is it, what about Canada, dude? You guys, everything you see is is true. That you yeah. see about Canada, it's just the same down there. Like we just had an election in the province I'm living in two weeks ago or last Monday, and you you saw it was crystal clear. The two major cities in the province were all socialist, liberal wins. And then the rest of the province was conservative, <laughs> like literally crystal clear. So, and my kid is waving to me. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Yes. And the dog is. Yeah. No, it's just the same thing up here. I mean, it's, it's complete. It's a country divided, man. Yeah. yeah you can see it. Like the, the province I'm in has tried to separate from Canada multiple times. So, yeah. Mm. Alberta yeah. is, is is above in the map. 
above uh, Vancouver, right? No. So we're so east, the, of, the east. east of British Columbia, but we're like directly north of like Idaho and Montana. Oh, okay. Like directly okay. north. So okay. it's we're in the plains, or it's plain states, and you know, to the west is the Rockies. It's a beautiful place, you know, but it's just it's it's completely divided. And we we have a conservative government now that's got a majority here in this province because they just don't like Ottawa at all, which is the capital yeah. of Canada. They hate it. So it's it's divided well, here too. It's like know. where Nifty is, you, you go to Fulton County and 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 DeKalb and and right around Atlanta, it's and it's all, all blue. Liberal. Then yep. you go to the rest of the state, yep. and it's yep. it's all red. But the yep. rest of the state has like ten people in it, and you know Atlanta has a million and a half or two million people. In it. Yeah, yeah. It's all planned, like Eric said. It is yeah. all strings being pulled. So maybe. The best thing to do is get those Apple Vision Pros and just ride it out. <laughs> get your Apple Vision Pro no matter how much it costs. Doesn't matter. You're going to fucking need it. You're going to need it. But see, here's the question then that this all begs. I don't have the fatalist attitude about this. First off, I don't think the WEF will succeed. Uh, I know what their agenda is. Everybody knows what their agenda is. The problem is they're a bunch of academics. So I, I don't think they, they really comprehend what, what, what it takes to succeed. Um, but you, you go a step further and you say, okay, we're doing this stuff with blockchain. We're doing this stuff with cryptocurrency. You mentioned what, what you did, Nifty, with, with the, the Apple uh, headset. And yes, with Apple, okay, and, and we know with Zuckerberg, that's a non-starter. But what if you get this stuff tied to blockchain? What if we start to get data on blockchain and people start creating, uh, what's that, uh, natural language processing and machine learning engines based upon what's on blockchain? And do you believe, I mean, as much as we talked about Gensler, do you believe somebody like Gensler can succeed? I don't think he can because we're dealing with something that's global it is decentralized in the sense that even if you think Ethereum and Tron and, and, and all these others are centralized, there's just so many of them. They're all over the place that you can't it, it becomes a game of whack-a-mole. I mean, do you think that this is a way out of all of that or do you think I'm just delusional and, uh, you know, no, this is just full heart. You, you put I, I think you put too much faith in good people doing good things now I'm not, that's not a slight on you i think that's anyone that's got that positive attitude towards stuff i see how people are and i'm sure all of us you know have seen it and when it comes down to it not everyone not everyone i don't want to generalize here but i am kind of they will stab you to make sure that they're fed Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I can trust. I I have a lot of people that I that I trust, uh, probably with my life, until they need to pay for medicine for their kid. You know, uh, like even myself, I like to think of myself as someone as someone with morals, with good foundations, with a good uh, moral compass. Uh, and even 
I consider myself, if I was under control of a billion dollar protocol, I have no idea how would I react. Mm. So all of these uh, blockchains and all of these companies are, are, are people who are not part of the game. Like you, you might just, just trust uh like the zuckerberg and, and people like that who are part of the system that they will not rug you because uh like there are a lot of chains around them but in crypto a founder can rug at any point a founder can just leave uh they can just dump on you and these people are not people that come from money they are people self-made from buying a brownie coin in 2014 so so and this is a topic that we spoke about taskmaster a few months ago uh we are looking at billionaires or millionaires who are 22 years old who never touched a corporate setup who don't know about marketing business uh mm. economics they just got lucky mm. so this it, it's gonna be strange like in 10 years we might see real projects with real people with with background here like right now if you tell me oh yeah he's got three years of experience in crypto i mean that that's bullshit. that means nothing mm -hmm. you know like this is so new i don't know it's just yeah but but by by extension of what you're saying i would think then and I agree with you. And there are a lot of people in it green in the sense they, they have no no idea what to do with this stuff. No business skills, no marketing skills, no idea how to handle any of this stuff. But then you have a lot of people who do. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so optimistic about Leo is we're starting to show what is possible when you bring people together even with just the basic business building skill sets to push things forward. And if the arena or the environment is such where people can come in, yes, they can come in and scam, but they can also come in because there's nothing stopping them, come in and start to create and build. And like you said, if they know about AI or they got people in their circle who know about AI and start putting this to use where they're just going to rock it ahead and take over a lot of shit that most people aren't expecting. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the key. And for example, Nifty built, uh, GM friends without being a coder. Mm. And I think that a lot of projects are not gonna... a developer. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, yeah, but you know, a lot of, a lot of crypto companies might go that way and maybe you just need one developer. And then you have all of these AI tools helping you with all of the fronts that you need to fight. And you could be running a one-man show with a developer by your side, and you can make millions. Yep. Or, or what if you take that same concept, Eric, and you tokenize it, and you have a bunch of people who have stake in whatever way, shape, or form they acquired it, and now you have somebody like me who has no coding skills whatsoever, but I can ride the coattails of that organization, just like just like I'm riding the coattails of Leo because I don't have any dev skills. 
but mm. Leo still keeps developing stuff and I have a vested interest and I do my part where I can, but it certainly isn't anybody letting me touch the code and rightly so. Don't tell Gensler. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that, that, that don't just, tell him. That's just it. It's like, uh, at what point does he start coming for some of this stuff? And, you know, that's where everybody wants everything to explode overnight. It's like, now nah, we're better off being off the radar for another few years and uh, mm, yeah. see how things change. But, you know, at the end of the day, he can turn around and go after whatever he wants. Do you think it affects Eric in Mex Mexico? No. Do you think no, it affects John may Canada? <laughs> maybe in, no. in, in 20 years. Maybe it will. <laughs> You'll have Wait, the iPhone what, 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 wasn't Eric wasn't Eric just inviting all of us down and calling us crazy for being in a developed world and we should all move to Mexico <laughs> Wait, if I go to Mexico will I be 20 years younger or just I go back in time 20 years but I'm still the same age Well, think about it like this uh, You can watch The Lord of the Rings at a movie theater <laughs> Holy shit. So that, that would be amazing, you know? That's my, impressive. My, 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 my 2003 Chrysler is new. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Incredible. It's, I, I don't know. It, it's just I, I understand what you're saying, John. And, and, yes, people do operate in their own self-interest. There is that, that That is true. But what Eric was saying is, yeah, somebody will shank you if it, the choice is shanking you and getting medicine for their kid or their kid going without medicine. But I'm not the one stopping them from getting medicine. That's the thing. So when you look at what these entities are doing to people and what we talked about with the decentralization of media, the ability to get the message out there, the ability for people to, to come into, you know, uh, Minecraft here and listen that as we're bouncing around the Minecraft world and talking all this wacky stuff because it is only Minecraft. Um, you know, people can listen to that. We're no longer stopped. Yeah. And you know what? Sorry. I, I like kind of isn't available right now. All right, Google, calm down. Sorry, my Google Assistant wanted to join the conversation there. Okay, yeah. Well, I think, um, uh, dude, we have to do this more frequently. Uh, like, we, we shouldn't wait five months yeah. every time. Hey, man. Every, every, every yeah. month at least, it should be a... Yeah, what once a month would be amazing. And the Crypto only... Shit Show. Once a month at a random time yet to be announced. I, 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 I think, you know, we're talking about raising the, the level of Web3 as a resource. We might want to come up with a little bit more of a professional name, at least. Nah, you know? come on. Come on. What's your sense of adventure? I mean, we're not saying that you have to get dressed up and put on a collared shirt or even have sleeves like Nifty. Or pants. pants well, we don't know pants, about right? the pants. We didn't know about the pants till Eric told us. And we still don't know about <laughs> Nifty. I'll have to check the poll and see what the community yep. thought. But uh, so, so it has to be fancier words. So how about the crypto excrement podcast? <laughs> it's a scrabble word right there crypto right? excrement podcast 
<laughs> CEP for short. Yes, I love it. May, maybe oh, we man. should maybe maybe we should start branding Leo or Leo Finance in the name. We we all both mm. of us talk crypto, but maybe this get together maybe we should brand Leo some way shape or form. The Leo, Leo shit show. Leo Holic. Lion talk. I don't know. That's corny. Oh, there you yeah, go. That's, that's, corny that's might, really corny. Yeah, corny no. might work. No. How, how yeah. about, well, we'll work on it. How about yeah. bringing something in like some type of conspiracy name with Leo or, or, or something like that in it, you know? If you Area have a suggestion for the for the name of the show, Area Four Twenty, leave it in the threadcast. Yes, if you leave have it a in the threadcast for the name. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. You will get well, well, well. sixty-nine percent votes. <laughs> wow! Big you guys, votes. a pleasure, man. It was great. Thank yeah, you to everyone absolutely. that came in. We had we had a lot of people on Vim and in the threadcast. Thirty-six people tuned in on Vim, so that's pretty sweet. Damn. Wow. Nice. Worldwide. Hell yeah. Worldwide, it's been awesome, man. guys. Uh, thanks for having us. And uh, well, did, thank did you, you for having us. Or did we have you? I don't know. I don't know. That's what's uh, so confused. Yeah. All right. Uh, we didn't figure out who's yeah. the guest and who's the uh, host. Yeah. Thanks for the crossover. We're all guys. just guests on the on the grand show of the of the, the grand game. show. Yeah. Of the well, simulation. Well, well, wait, wait. We did conclude, according to what Eric said, there were actually two shows. One where Cryptoholics was the host, and the other was where Cryptomaniacs was the host. But when we made the decision, we actually split. So theoretically, we weren't even together tonight. Exactly. Wow. That is a that is a hardcore note to end on. I love that. You don't know what's real. What is what is real? What's real? We're all Thanks in, for tuning in, in guys. Batteries. It's been incredible. Yeah. Ciao. Uh, we'll catch Thank you guys. Time. Bye.